Wakey, wakey, Iggy Biggy. Tis the Smod Coast Morning Show, blasting awesome sauce all over your interwebs. That always throw me when it say awesome sauce. Why? How do you ever hear it? You're do you wear like, headphones for the first time? <laughs> do you not like sauce that's awesome? Uh, you made a nice uh, sweet pepper sauce the other night. Mm-hmm. That was delicious. So just picture Would that. you call that awesome sauce? But I have a feeling they're not referring to your sweet peppers. I think they're referring to whatever we'd like them to refer to. Gosh, and Begora, I'm, taking, I'm taking the power back. <laughs> Top of the morning to you. Take uh, back the Don't night. do that bullshit. <laughs> what are you talking about? Sure, but it'd be St. Patrick's Day. <laughs> For all ye amateur drinkers. Have a drink. (laughs) All ye's can use the Irish as an excuse to be fucking loud assholes. I was in Ireland one time. I loved it. I lived there there for four years. It's nice. Uh, Good morning, everybody. Welcome to the Smod Coast Morning Show Tuesday Left Coast Edition. I am a host named Marty. He's wearing green. He's got green headphones. Oh, jeez. You and just have to have a Jameson at lunchtime. Then <laughs> I, you say, Ireland is great, man. I'm also Liquid Lunch. Giselle Nett. Hello. And Bill Watterson. Morning. And uh, we have two special guests. Special guests in a row. Uh, we had one, uh, Jimmy Tsai, last week. and this He was special. Yes, he was. And now we have Tom and Tabitha. Hello. T-squared. <laughs> T squared. That's really good. Hi, well, Tom. <laughs> it works. We also sometimes go by TNT, but there are. TNT. Some, oh, that's good. And, uh, we TNT. Hi. We are dynamite, but we say it with the most deadpan delivery as possible. Oh, okay. We are. Hi. Dynamite. Hi. Yes. Hi. Uh, and you guys are visiting from out of town. Um, Ooh, welcome. Thank you. Where are you from? These days we live in Asheville, North Carolina. I have heard of it. I think I might have been there, but I'm not sure. Ooh. Western Carolina. It is. In the mountains. And do you, do you make it Love to Tennessee much? Uh, you can't help it. You're so close. <laughs> really? Do you just find yourself walking? You're like, oh my God, I'm in Tennessee. <laughs> right. ah, shit, we did it again. Slowly backtrack. <laughs> it's you know. what happened to the North Korean hikers. Same thing. You just find yourself like, <laughs> right, right. oh, I didn't realize it. Next thing you know, you're in a barrel somewhere. And TNT, you guys are friends with Giselle. We are. Yes, that's right. Giselle has been to Asheville. I have. Have you told stories there? Yeah, I went there to tell some stories. Do you tell stories about having gone to Asheville? Uh, when I come back here. Yeah. yeah. It would be less effective in Asheville, yeah. Because yeah. they know it. Yeah. Although they love <laughs> to talk about themselves there. Remember this time when I was standing right in front of you right now? That was great. <laughs> that was a great time. You mean from three seconds ago? Yeah, that's oh. right. Oh, wow. Let's take a trip down memory lane. <laughs> Remember that whole awesome sauce conversation we once had? (laughs) We were such different people then. And how do you guys know each other, Giselle? Uh, Well, it is a long story. Oh, we have two hours. There you go. And you're good at telling stories. I was, when I first come to the United States, you know, to make my buttons, I was taking some nighttime classes at the local university there. uh, And Tom was also in the classes. And what were the classes? You know, literature, this type of things, uh, civilization and its descendants. Did you guys I don't actually know. have classes, classes together? Uh, or did you just met, meet through extracurricular activities? Yeah, that's right. We mostly meet through extracurricular in the hallways. The sitting lounge. on the steps. A lot of sitting on the steps. A lot yeah. of sitting on steps. Smoking cigarettes I, in the student lounge. Yeah, except for the cigarettes and we was not in the lounge. But okay. yeah. Okay. But okay. it was just like I can that. picture it. I can picture it. 
And I met Tom through uh, the, the local theater here. Yes. And Sacred some, Fools? Sacred Fools. I've been told to see some of their shows because they're such a quality theater company. Yeah. A founding member, I am. Are you still uh, a member? No. Why not? They're good, apparently. Yeah. Allegedly. Well, they, they, <laughs> that's what it got complicated. Once they started getting good. Yeah, they were like, um, I was knocking on the door. And they're like, be quiet. <laughs> we still have a reputation to maintain. He didn't uh, get the memo about the upgrade. Yeah, Tom directed a sketch show we did, and uh, Tom has a big history in improv comedy. There you go. Yeah. Well, then you'll enjoy how little we agree with each other uh, and support each other's ideas on this show. Yes, and, but no. Yes. Well, it's more just, nah. <laughs> it's more like, no, fuck you. Yes. Well, that's... Mm. We can talk about that off the air. Uh, well, we start every show off with... Uh, I'm just little... respecting the format, that's all. <laughs> but not <laughs> respecting the rules of improv. It's not an improv it show, is, it it's actually, a fucking it, podcast. It actually is an improv show. No, no, it's I, a podcast. No, no, it is. It's a podcast. I think we should put it's the an... two of you into a closet and say, you cannot come out till you kiss. It's an improv <laughs> podcast. Well, then why am I here? It's a provcast. Because we met because you were doing improv. And I don't also remember because that. you're the eye candy. Ah, yes. in radio. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Ladies and gentlemen. They're here. Let's wait your t shirt again. Bill <laughs> yeah, is yeah, wearing yeah. a new t shirt. Yeah, and I've already spilled oil on it. Technical. So. It's green and very tight fitted. And you know, he have that wonderful spatula shaped torso that he have. Spatula? Like spatula is kind of like a square. No, no, yours is triangle. It's one oh, you mean like one of those fish spatulas? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Gotcha. Look it up, people. Yeah, I've never never been compared to a, a fish spatula before. That's oh, nice. Well, okay. get ready. I don't know what a fish spatula is. Because now that I'll it's out there in the uh, Twitterverse, it's going to catch on. <laughs> yep. Oh, man. Hashtag fish spatula. You check out that fish spatula. <laughs> <laughs> and then you bite your knuckle like Lenny and Squiggy. <laughs> God, I love them. <laughs> yeah, it's the inside of the palm, not yeah. the knuckle. Oh, I'm sorry. Yes. Uh, That's well. what made them genius. <laughs> the knuckle was the obvious choice. Yes. They went one further. Did they make a sound too? Like they did it go. Some kissing too. Yeah. And Tabitha, you have a sketch, uh, a improv background too, don't you? Yes, uh, I studied improv at Gotham City Improv in New York City, where I met Tom Chalmers, and then mm. later on. We got married. Congratulations. And 20 years later, here we are. Congratulations again. Thank you very much. And what's the first rule of improv? Don't ask me. Marry your director. Marry your director. <laughs> That's why I tried to marry Tom, but <laughs> Wait a it was a different time. I got, we weren't as forward-thinking back then. What? If only. Yeah. I was just following the rules of improv. Uh, but we tried to start, start uh, something... With something that's in the news or in... This uh, is the part where I check out and Marty right. rambles. No, I don't. How dare you? And this is the part where I say some version of, why can't we all just get along? Yeah. Oh, by the way, if people want to tweet in... <laughs> Respect the format. There's a... <laughs> yeah. uh, uh, hashtag Twitter. fish spatula. Hashtag sp fish spatula. It's and really hard to say. I'm impressed that I just had a coffee and said it three times correctly. Uh, there's something about spit spatula. Spit, spat spit, spit spatula. Oh, that's, a, that's yeah. something totally <laughs> different. And uh, that's we the, are. That's the 9 p.m. podcast. Yeah. 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 Out of just out of prime time. Um, at Nooner Dan Marty is the uh, the uh, Twitter thing. And you can send stuff <laughs> to go. our um, mail sack. That's Nooner podcast at gmail.com. Yes. Oh, he'll say it a lot. Yeah. Can I just quickly send a special can, shout can out? Can you finish? Wait, do. <laughs> It'd do... be better if you said it into the mic. Okay. Special shout out <laughs> to V the Bug, V the Buck Buck, one of our listeners. 
I can't pronounce his Twitter handle. Vincent. Oh, Vincent. He's listening live in Hong Kong right now, where it is midnight. Hong Kong. And so, hello to him. Hello, Vincent. Thank you. Uh, we have a Tumblr page. So, we have two uh, fellows. Whatever that is. That uh, they keep maintain a Tumblr while we do the show. And Darren, who is one of the maintainers, he uh, just posted that Asheville is home to the United States National Climatic Data Center, the world's largest active archive of weather data. Do you guys hang well, out they've there? They've got to be busy. Uh, it is there. And actually, the, the building where it used to be housed is now called uh, the Grove Arcade, which uh, has been turned into lovely shops and boutiques. But, boutiques? Yes. <clears throat> is there an arcade? Uh, there's not an arcade. Uh, but uh, I always is, hated it. It is the original definition of arcade, which I think is strolling with arches. Arches. <laughs> Uh, okay. Well, I just wanted to talk about fairness. So wait, the Center for Climate um, Information is now a, a mall? Uh, I think that it moved, be, it moved to so a different location. Typical. Oh, okay. But no, they it, just said, but you know what? Fuck it. Let's just have a mall instead. It's not a mall. It's a gorgeous Let's not think about this stuff. Boutiques it's super stressful. And cheese shops. And, and didn't they use that for World War Two? People would go there because it is also one of the safer buildings you can ever be in because it's just big, thick stone. And Asheville was considered a prime target from the Nazis. <laughs> Do you know what one of the safest buildings in Los Angeles is? Right here. Marty's yeah. house? Mm -hmm. uh, no, God, are you kidding me? <laughs> you can hear everything like, like it's happening inside. Uh, the Los Angeles Times building because it was bombed. Um, so when it was rebuilt, it was built uh, like 10 times the... Um, Specs. And it's also complete, specs. it's almost completely empty, so there's lots of places right. to hide. <laughs> um, I wanted to talk about fairness. So we were talking, uh, so like income tax. We have a, in the US, we have a progressive income tax, you know, where you, you more, make more money, you, uh, you have to pay more, a larger percentage <laughs> of money. Yes. Yeah. Um, or at least in theory. In theory, yes. And uh, do you guys think that's fair? I don't know. Um, I this this is the way I look at my my own taxes. Uh, also, because as a storyteller, a traveling minstrel of sorts, I'm self-employed, so I pay uh, extra fifteen percent uh, for self-employment tax, and that's what it worked out to be when I take overall. It looked like I pay around 12 to 15% of my gross in taxes. And sometimes it hurts and I say, that's too much. But then I say, well, I have roads and police and other people and I'm helping pay for that. And I get to live in this beautiful sunny place and I have enough food on my table, so I cannot complain. And you're you're paying a greater share than s some people who make under you know a certain amount of money, and they don't pay any income taxes. Yeah, that's all right. Yeah, no, I think that's good because you can't live on if you make you know on at the poverty level. Yeah, you can't. The idea of like spending any extra money for taxes just is is unlivable. Right. So I think that is fair that they don't if you're right. earning too little. Yeah. Um, so a progressive tax rate in terms of it actually, uh, not just obviously if you make more money, you're going to have to give more, but you give a higher percentage. Right, right. Um, and that kicks in, do you have about 250000 It's a sliding scale. So, you know, I think it just goes up and up. Uh, and I think at a certain level, it, there's a, a cutoff where... Well, it's hard to discuss it just in the abstract because you feel like, yes, that is what's supposed to happen. But also as people 
earn more money and get into positions of being able to Hide interact with money. lawyers and accountants <laughs> who know how to navigate that. Right. That doesn't often be the case. Or lawmakers. Yes. Or you know. corporate, uh, corporate corporations Entities. that are held of offshore overseas so they don't have to pay yeah, any US lot of taxes ways to hide tons it. of them yeah. didn't Burger King right just teamed up with Tim Horton yeah. so that they moved their corporate headquarters now to Canada yeah so, so they, that kind of thing i don't think is fair yeah and i think that they do that a lot in ireland too a lot of um, companies isle of man because ireland my, my has, father's ancestry oh. is a tax shelter very very low taxes or or if at all corporate wise um, there's a lot of uh, rockers who have houses like Def Leppard and stuff. They have houses in Ireland so they can claim Irish residency oh. uh, for tax purposes. So, if, and have I would a just Jameson say, at lunch. So in, mm. in North Carolina, the state tax, they, they have recently moved to a flat tax, uh, uh -huh. which uh, I've always been like, wow, Steve Forbes or whoever ran for president forever ago on oh, that idea. Right. Um, you're like, oh, hey. Um, but I just don't know if I would then support a cap on a flat tax. That seems to be the thing that's tricky. You're just like, oh, so everything's just kind of charged at a certain rate, everybody. And again, there's a, a lower level that you don't have to pay anything, as you mentioned. But also, but once it gets to a certain amount, um, you don't have to pay beyond that. And I, I've never understood that. I'm like, no, there should not be a cap. So I'm okay with the flat tax, sort of, but don't go be putting a cap on the top. Like, right, right, at some right, point, right. you could just make too much money that we're like, just, just keep it all. Just, right. Cap on a flat tax is going to be the name of my politically charged Americana album. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and it's just going to be you wearing a little, you know, a little Irish a little cap. workman's hat. Work, workman's yeah. hat, yeah. It's, it's going to be my Billy Bragg phase. Oh, that's good. Can I sing backup? Please. Uh, so, I can't sing at all. I'm going to need it. <laughs> should we extend, uh, like, that sort of fairness? It's not quite the same, but in, in Finland, there, uh, a, there was a guy who was speeding, um, and he was charged $56,000 for his speeding ticket. There you go. Uh, he was going 65 uh, in a 50-mile-an-hour zone. He was going the speed of light, but still. <laughs> right. No, no, no. But, but the idea was that he was a millionaire who makes uh, 6.5 million euros a year. And so they have a scale there where they basically calculate based on your income um, how much you have, uh, extra money you have during the day. Then they cut it by half. And then they add for every mile over the speed limit. They add, they multiply. That. So they have an algorithm. They have an algorithm. In a way, it is fair because he will feel the sting of his punishment. The same as anyone the else. The same would. as anyone else because he's richer. Uh, they have a smaller population, right? So they can uh, do that and tailor some of the punishments and and uh, work on, um, you know, appropriate uh, um, consequences uh, in their in their society we are such a big over here everybody so many many people that we just have to have a lot of time a blanket rule and it work for most of the people but some of the people it don't really work for right so do you so but you would support this i like it and i, I think it might be neat to live in a place what is a smaller group so you can have more customized uh rules of society well i think i mean i think we we could do something like that here but uh, yeah this is a whole different category so income taxes is one thing but basically right. um kind of qualitative punishment yeah that's um, it's kind of that's interesting. never gonna fly in the states although but why? it would incentivize police to pull over white people sure but why wouldn't why wouldn't it fly here Are you kidding me Land of the free? There's, there's no way anyone's ever going to fall for that. I, if I, no, they won't. It'll I, never happen. 
but but why? Who, who's asking? Like, them? I mean, right? Is it wouldn't <laughs> you can, in a country full want... of in a country with libertarians? Do you think you're going to get away with this kind of overreach of government? It's but, never going to happen. The idea of of a penalty is to serve as a deterrence, right? That's right. Everyone's going to start freaking out about it being a police state, and there's there's no there's no way it's but ever those, going to those, fly in this those country. Those people who are complaining are going to have to pay the regular fee for. A I'm not saying they're right. I'm not saying it's logical. No, I'm I mean, saying I there's totally, no way in hell. It's I totally ever going agree to with happen. you, but I just don't get the logic behind it. I enjoy that. Go ahead. I think this is... (laughs) This is great radio. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Because everything is so politicized here and... uh, uh, that the people just argue about it and get caught up arguing, arguing, and then it is whoever has the louder voice or the more money to buy more. That's not right. <laughs> You're wrong. You know what I'm saying. I Somebody suppose. was pointing out online. Uh, you know, oh, they was talking about right to work states mm-hmm. here in the states. You was in a. Uh, Tom is gesturing. He's in a right to work state. That's for Dodd. Meaning you can be fired without cause, there's no unions, blah, blah, blah. And somebody else from a different country was saying how the United States public ever got turned against unions is beyond me. It's and insane. It's, it, unions help the people. And the people have said, yeah, no, unions is bad because they bought all the rhetoric, the loud rhetoric. Well, getting back to this thing, Steve Jobs was a guy who was unions. No- Wait, what? union. Well, then Wait. someone else say, "Well, union overreach. You know, they they got too greedy and they make right. it really I, yeah, hard I'm, to get I, things I'm done." I'm in a union, and I'm glad I'm in a union. And it keeps me but making it, money and keeps me alive. But I I wouldn't say unions are blameless. No, no, of course the not. Board. No, I think but, you're right. But and, and but, in, even in doing just a small project uh, as an actor in the, I'm talking about the Screen Actors Guild. I I, I something as as simple as the YouTube video I made where I congratulated the people of Yever Beer. For winning, for Germany winning the World Cup. Technically, it was illegal because of the amount of paperwork I was supposed to have done in order to appear in any sort of media as an actor. Oh. I, sh- I should have had to sign myself up as a SAG signatory, become a producer, sign 20 pages worth of paperwork just to sit in my living room and go, Congratulations, guys. You know, and that, that's, that's maddening. Yeah, that is. But crazy. you did it. The and old union overreach. And, but they didn't come after you. So No, I mean, but they probably I, will now. Because I just talked about no, it. On I, the air. I, I, I imagine that they have rules for for online videos, given the you know the fast the how easy it is to do that. But there is there are still rules and paperwork. And but, I was the whole point is it's something that well, happened, and I wanted to, to right. turn it over immediately and be topical and and simple and, and yeah. technically. I find the best way to do that is to turn the old union overreach into some sort of sexual, sexual maneuver. You got the rusted <laughs> trombone and the old union overreach. Whoa. Whoa. Hey, Tom. A uh, little bit of a union I overreach. I can't believe America ever turned against this. <laughs> I think you're in meals penalties um, now. Meal penalties. But I do, again, so I do like this idea of the you know, progressive slide scale on like who you are, kind of a version of three months of your salary for a, an, you know for a wedding ring. Like, <laughs> right, right. Like Steve Jobs was known to have parked regularly in handicapped spots because he didn't give a shit. If he got a, a fifty dollar ticket, he just like he just farted and was like, "There you go, there's your fifty bucks." And so it meant nothing to him if he got fined and to to follow the rule, the same rules as everyone else. But Is you it know, cruel irony then that he died of um. Yeah, God, God, was, early. God yeah. was punishing him. So, I'll hand up a clock rectum. Yeah, I will hand you. Right. <laughs> but you know, fifty thousand dollars, it wouldn't hurt him. But he would get that would piss him off. I'm sure. You know, that, but, I want to 
Make sure everybody heard what Tom said. Say it again. That's all right. <laughs> he said a, a rectum full of $50 bills. Is, yeah, or, it was clogged. A, a, a clogged, yeah. Clogged I, I was with you. Thank bills. you. I liked it. Uh, I, this comes up in sports a lot too. Sometimes a, a player will be, you know, kind of penalized for like Marshawn Lynch or that kind of stuff, mm-hmm. and people are like, "Well, like, what is kind of fifty thousand dollars to him?" Kind of thing for right. not showing up. You know, so like, how can you make it so it, it means something? So that's why they started getting to like, we'll take playing time away. Like that's how you get to a, a player who's making millions and millions of dollars. Take their playing time away. Then right. they're like, hold on, hold on. But if they're just like. Yeah, and again, Mark oh, Cuban, the yeah. owner of the Mavericks, kind of really got to that. I mean, he literally paid like a million and a half dollars one year in, in penalties. He's like, I don't care. That's worth it. That's why I own a team. So I get to like, you right. Know. But then if they block him from going to a game and, you know, yelling courtside, right. then. Okay, so let us go around the circle. What could the punishment be for you that would really deter you from, say, running a stop sign? What would be the punishment? Your personal punishment that you would really feel? I would never do such a thing. Come on now. I don't run stop signs. Well, I don't. Or whatever. Like not the $400 ticket is enough for me. But, that's um, good incentive for you? Just, or just loss of my car. That, that not oh. not being oh, able to actually use a car, car, but then mm-hmm. going into public transportation. Hey, Anthony. Um, um, <laughs> that, that, that would be difficult for me. But yes, on that, yes, keep going. But I have a... No, no, no. Um, yeah, I think the use of car, if it wasn't money... The use of car would be a, a huge thing, especially or, in LA. That or a face tattoo. Oh yeah, that's a like imagine you get me, like a little star, kind of a like little karma. <laughs> yeah, and basically someone's got like seven stars and a moon. You're like, dude, oh, you can watch out for that guy. <laughs> if there was uh, for me, if they was going to shave my head, I would say no. I want to keep my hair, so I will drive better. Hmm. But with that, if, if everyone, uh, I remember this specifically. There was a Simpsons episode in which, like, the new uh, animated movie of the what's the McBane? Uh, maybe it was oh, McBain. sorry, uh, it's it, but it might have been a McBain movie. Um, yeah, so it was was coming out, and basically Bart was Bart again. Did something wrong? He's like, yeah, go ahead, like yell at me, whatever. You're like, it doesn't matter. And Homer's like, no, like it has to. Ha- you can't go so see he basically, the itchy and, and he can't go see movie the movie ever. and he's like and everybody else gets to go That's and right. um so i've always had that whenever something comes out that i know like somebody would like oh they would love that movie so I'm like that would be your punishment that you couldn't go see this movie you couldn't go to this event okay if i couldn't see insurgent that would that would really <laughs> stop me from going through uh, stop signs so i will b- obey the r- rule of law i guess if i was pull up your netflix queue <laughs> no <laughs> for me it would be uh have not being allowed to eat because I've been tracking it and I think I eat six meals a day now and it's increasing so if but, I weren't allowed to eat I am I'm, I would fall apart but a protein bar is not a meal it's just I'm not like, counting it as a meal I still eat that that's just a snack I still eat I, I eat constantly tab the police officer would walk up tap on the window and just have like a bowl of scrambled eggs <laughs> like the one that would be backstage at uh, after feet and basically like uh-huh. take a bite Take a bite. So full of gas <laughs> all the time, making out with him on stage, and yet there was that waft of gas just coming right out of his, I'm going to say, rectum. You didn't <laughs> nearly kill uh, So, her. yes. So, they could make Tab eat, like, eggs or any any white food, basically. Uh, Sour cream. Really? Yes. Cottage cheese. Cottage cheese. It sets you off. She would, she, would, she would never break the law again. <laughs> I wanted to see that. That is true. <laughs> Uh, but it, it's circling back, but it, it is hard to kind of pass that through in a widespread, larger what, society. What guess? What you said about <laughs> oh. yes, that is. Um, 
so this was in Finland that this all kind of first happened. Yeah. Yeah. And things are much easier in a smaller kind of um, homogenous society like that. Uh, that we Darren are to... is tweeting in on this very subject. He say you could still apply an algorithm to large populations. That's the point of having an algorithm because the math is uncaring. The, he's right, but it's the, about the public acceptance of it. And I think that's, ah. that's what Bill's talking about. That just we're such a polarized society. Yeah, I'm here. not fighting the logic of it right, at all, right. but just there's there's no way. I mean, the, I could see it happening in a small community on a very local level in the way that, um, which might lead to more in the way that uh, marijuana legalization and a few other things have, have taken hold, gay marriage and, and starting to spread. But uh, something on, on this scale with this polarized nation, I, I can only see it in like Steamboat Springs or something yeah, like that. Yeah. But, um, but it'll never happen there because they're all super rich and white. And they're like, no, I'm not going to I don't even know what that is. But uh, uh, Chris uh, Brown was saying that uh, a German footballer got a, a half a million euro fine for driving without a license. So I guess in Germany, they made it work. So I'm all for it. That's sehr gut. Yeah. Um, what if your penalty is that uh, your vote would be decided on an upcoming referendum? Like you just speeded conservatives and now you just voted yes on gay marriage. <laughs> oh, oh, that's funny. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, there, there's a term for it. But, <laughs> that's pretty funny. But there was like, um, there was a guy who, who hated Oprah and he was trying to either stop smoking or lose weight. And if he didn't reach certain goals, he wrote a thousand dollar check to Oprah, like her foundation. Oh, and wow. that if, if he good. broke it, it would be sent to her. Uh, so that uh, I won't give away all of it, but if you remember our friend Jim Tosney, when he wrote Jack, like his brother had basically said, you need to go ahead and finish this project, finish this project. And he had basically written out a large check to a social cause that Jim Tosney would be very much against. Like the KKK or something say. like that. Um, and then basically like, okay, so here's this check. This gets put in the mail on like May 1st, unless you finish the script. And he finished it. Wow. Yeah. That's, there's, there's a, it's like a reverse incentive, yes. you know? Um, so, Getting back to your your guys's origin story, you guys met at Gotham uh, City. What? Where was that? That was in New York. That is in New York in the John Houseman Theater, forty second between 9th and tenth. And and is there an equivalent over here of Gotham? Uh, well, Gotham started out as Groundlings East, so Gotham was. Why didn't they call it Groundlings East? Uh, they did, uh -huh. um, but then take that, Marty. For they did. We basically had to, that's what we said, like, we'd have to call them every time we needed to change the fax paper. You know, like, literally everything you did that had the Groundlings name on it, if you did an ad or whatever like that, you always had to get approval from the LA office. Um, and it just got a little tiresome, I think, for everybody involved. Mm -hmm. So uh, it became Gotham City Improv for some New York identity, but like... Improv uh, Olympic made it work. But I don't it know why you guys couldn't. UCB made it work. I don't know why you guys couldn't. They did, because uh, it was... UCB uh, just built a Death Star in Hollywood. Yes. Yeah. It was, a, it, was a, it was a branch out that I think the LA was like, okay, right. Some people went and did that. Um, but yeah, so it became uh, a Gotham City Improv, but, you know, the Famous Groundlings program... Um, so the Tom the, Chalmers, the Groundlings program, <laughs> it was certainly sold as part of that, but not necessarily the name of the group itself. But and, yes. And who was like, were you guys at, there at the beginning? Uh, I was not. No, it had been uh, in existence for uh, maybe two or three years by the time I got there. Uh huh. And who were the uh, alums? That, that's that, the beginning. That's I'm sure. The ground floor. Um, out of Gotham City. Mm -hmm. um, Batman. <laughs> <laughs> Two uh, along the way so yeah i mean uh you know jennifer coolidge started taking classes there and then headed out to la um uh, mary birdsong um who mm -hmm. is on many many things many many things um 
uh, Missy Pyle. Um, with, oh, she's hilarious. She was just in a friend of mine's film. Um, yes. Yeah, so uh, I taught her first level. There you go. Did you really? I did. Wow. And she was in what? Galaxy Quest. Oh, she was so this, good. Yeah. Uh, that's pretty cool. Um, I remember. Uh, yeah. So yeah, there's uh, that was good. And there's a lot of Broadway uh, people at the time that would come and take classes. That was always kind of exciting. As someone told them, like, you need to take an improv class, and we were the place to do that. Um, so yeah, and yeah, so we had a very small office in, in the second floor of the John Houseman Theater. Lovely. And uh, which is basically yes, uh, me and an intern, um, <laughs> uh, desperately trying to exist from month to month. And can uh, I ask a naive question? Yes, I can't remember who John Houseman is. Uh, John, um, they. Uh, That's what I thought. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Um, and uh, yeah, so the John Houseman Theater is a nice theater. That's where like uh, Driving Miss Daisy ran for like a really long time, and All in the Timing had its um, you know first showing there and things like that. So uh, yes, All in the Timing is a play I probably saw about forty-seven times. I don't even know what that part, is. It's the uh, David Ives piece with the, the oh. short pieces, like they did the ding, the ding, and right, uh, right. the monkeys writing Shakespeare in the typewriter. Right, 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 right. Okay, um, I did read that. Uh, I'm just trying to drive you to the store. And did you ever? Uh, did you ever see <laughs> that line? Which did we you all ever remember from that? Play. I want an all Giselle production of Driving Miss Daisy. Yes. <laughs> I want Kruger you... to play Miss Daisy and you to play the driver uh, Hawk. Did yeah. you ever see shows at Gotham City? Uh, no, I don't think I ever did. But I have seen Tom do improvisational comedy, and he's it's pretty special. Really ridiculous. Oh, he's amazing. Um, it's really fun. And are you still? Are you guys doing improv in in? Uh, I am. Yeah. Uh, I'm part of a group called Reasonably Priced Babies, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. Uh, those are the best kind. Uh, we thought, and uh, yeah, no, it's a, it's a, it's it's a four person troupe, and we perform you know once or twice a month in the area. And uh, so, if you're in the area, where should which theater should they go to? The Altamont Theater in, in downtown Nashville on Church Street. What uh, what format do you guys? Um... Uh, we do a combination of short form and long form. Hey, I haven't. Uh, I'm sorry. I have. Uh, I have to take this. Yes. Oh, okay. It better be yeah. Dan the Man. Yes. Wait. Uh, doing all right. How are you, Dan Etheridge? I'm doing well. Who do we got there at the uh, round table this this very fine morning? I miss you, Dan. That's Bill. Is that Bill. Oh, God love him. God love him. God hates Cleveland, but God loves him. <laughs> I'll take it. Uh, and then we have Giselle. And- Hello there, Dan. It's nice to hear uh, from you. Hi, Giselle. What a delight to hear your lilting tone. <laughs> and we have two special guests. <laughs> Tom. We Tom have and two Tabitha. Special guests, Tom Three special and guests. Tabitha. Tom, Tabitha, and Marty's gas. <laughs> yeah. I had some cottage Tom cheese. <laughs> Tom Chalmers. <laughs> Um, so well, Dan, welcome, Tom and Tabitha. Hi, thank you. thank you. Hi, how are you? You're going, f- coming from the airport. Is that correct? I'm driving from the airport, just having landed from South by Southwest forward at the delightful time. Why, hearing eyes on why me. were you there again? Music. It's funny, Seth. Thank you for asking, Marty. We're premiering a little TV show called Eye Zombie that premieres tonight. Oh, tell me CW. more. <laughs> well, I'm glad you asked because it's right after the Flash. 9 p.m. Eastern and Pacific. I think I think maybe 8 p.m. Central, but if you're Central, you figure that out. And then, am I correct that it is on the CW? You would be more than correct. You'd be 100% right on the nose correct. I love that when that happens. Is it family appropriate? <laughs> and, you know, Bill, I, I actually, I don't know why I took that shot at Cleveland. 
I love <laughs> Cleveland. I will say that the Cleveland Plain Dealer was the second review that came in, a very positive review. So I actually feel very good about Cleveland right now, and I apologize for taking a shot at it. Not at all. We can take it. And congratulations on all the positive reviews. I just read one in EW that's a huge fan of the show. EW about the CW. uh, You know, Variety gave us a a shitty review, um, but otherwise, I was so excited to get a New York Times rave. Uh, You know, you wouldn't necessarily going to expect that. I was delighted by that. Entertainment Weekly, Mo Ryan, Alan Steppenwolf. So it was really a good, uh, it's been a good morning for us. Did they single, did they single you out? Did they single you out and recognize your great efforts in it? I, you know what? It's a team effort, Marty. It's a team effort. And you know what we always say? There's no I in I zombie. <laughs> there's, there's two. No. <laughs> Can you give us, give us the, the log line of the show, the elevator pitch? I'm so sorry, I couldn't quite hear you. Oh, I was saying, can you tell us a little bit what the show is about? You give us the elevator pitch or the log you know, line. If I said the one-liner, if I said the one-liner, it probably would turn everybody off. I'll say it, which is, you know, it's a zombie solves crimes, but don't blanch, don't blanch. It's a unique and supremely entertaining supernatural procedure show. It might sound at first blush like it's not your thing, but I guarantee you it's a really fun hour of TV. Oh, like, She's like Ghost Whisperer. Now, Marty. Yeah, but you know, with, with, some, with some witty laughs and with some, she, and with some engaging stakes. She has to eat brains to get clues, right? Uh, well, that is, that is a residual effect of eating the brains, is that she will get some of the memories, the recent memories of the of the. Fun. Spoiler alert. I love that. But the main benefit uh, is that they're delicious. hours from now, so um, they can really feel it. When are you going to be back in the studio? You know what? I would love to come back in the studio if you have me one of the next three weeks before I take a vacation, a hard-earned vacation. Ooh, you going to Cleveland? Uh, uh, yes. Well, I maybe... <laughs> Maybe. It's on the list. Yeah, it's on the short list. If Cleveland is close to Barcelona, then yes. <laughs> it's between Cleveland and Barcelona. It's spiritually very close. Yeah, so Bill, quick, sell Cleveland over Barcelona in 30 seconds. Uh, Cleveland's cheaper. And there's much less spitting. Have you seen the Euro these days? <laughs> uh, you'd be a fool not to go to Europe. You'd be crazy not to go. Um, well, Marty, how are you? I'd like to know more about you. Well, we can find no, out later when you're back in the studio. But um, Okay, that's fair. That's fair. That's fair. Thanks for letting me call in. I know it was a shameless plug, and I look forward to coming down there and not plugging something and just having a good time. And just being y'all. shameless. There's no shame in having a hit television show on I the CW, which premieres tonight. There's always something that can be plugged. Well, <laughs> we'll just let that uh, sit there on its own. True, true words, true words. So, uh, uh, all right, well, have a great show, and I will see you in the studio in the next couple weeks. All right, thanks, Dan. See you, Dan. Congrats. Congratulations. Okay, bye, Dan. Oh, I miss that dude. He's really nice, and he's pretty funny. Meh. Does he have? Uh, does he still have long, luscious locks? Uh, no. Uh, yep. Because he's back. so. From what you know about Dan, what would be his? Uh, meted out punishment um, for something that would uh, hurt him. Hmm. 
um, muzzle, a muzzle. Yeah, that's what, <laughs> he's really funny, and he liked to talk and be funny and share funny stories. He if would you, no longer be able to, allowed to sing show tunes. Yeah. I think that would hurt. That is such a gross stereotype. How dare you? I, no, he's right. The sun will come out tomorrow. <laughs> Not if you run that stop sign. <laughs> <laughs> that would be the PSA. <laughs> Specifically for Dan, PSA is specific for every person. That's the new the new paradigm for this fast media uh, situation. So, what sort of improv do you guys do in your sh- in your reasonably priced babies show? I already asked that. Right? Yeah, combination of short form and long form. Okay. And but I did have a follow up question. Yes. Uh, when you do long form, do you have a specific format like a, a Laronde or something like that, or do you or do you uh, mix and match? Uh, we do a little mix and match, but uh, often there are four of us, but uh, the uh, two of us will do a, a structure called Two for the Road, which is just us trying to set up each other to play as many characters as possible. Nice. Like, oh, you're going to need to talk to my manager. He'll be right here. Um, careful. Nice. You know, and that's oh, yeah, yeah. some sort of label. And then trying to keep consistent and then also realizing that you've basically labeled uh, a return of a character that you have played already. <laughs> right. And so then the other guy kind of has to find a reason to exit, come back as that character too. So it's just, yeah. It's, 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 oh, that sounds fun. So it's, it's like pimping each other out, basically, as much as as much as we can. Yes. Uh, right. So we do that, and then our other signature piece, uh, not that it's a landmark, is uh, we uh, dub a movie. Um, so basically, uh, this guy performed Monday. We'll find these great bizarre movie clips, nice. um, bring them in, and then we strip out the audio. We get a few suggestions, and we we lay down new uh, vocal track for this movie. Oh, nice! Uh, and it's been fun. So for the early stretch we did this kind of bizarre old sci-fi movies um like some like russian mary poppins thing with a guy on a magic carpet and all that kind of stuff so it was fun but it almost seemed like well anything could be funny when you're talking about that and of late we've gone more into uh standard things which i don't know if i should mention over the air and they're gonna be like you owe us money for that <laughs> um but let's say we did uh it's a wonderful life and then just took out the audio and then put in some new things uh it is it can be really very funny That's when you just it. like put put in a, and the same thing. It involves a lot of uh, figuring out voices along the way and <laughs> trying to figure out how, who's going to speak as what. Because I honestly have never seen the clip before. And then Monday's like, yeah, I saw a little bit of it just to know that. Like, oh, so you don't know. Oh, so you could. Uh, be well, it's an improv. It is improv. No, no, no. But like you know, for like um, you know the, that laugh. What's something tracks? Whatever the old mystery science theater guys. They you know they watch it a couple right. times before they. they right. I will it. say so. Uh, Monday is particularly good at doing the like matchup where you know, the the voices he puts in. He really times it very well, so it looks like you know, they're spanking, kind of like the bad voiceover. Um, yeah. Uh, things uh, so he's particularly good at that whereas i'll just kind of keep talking um whether someone's spoofing <laughs> their lips or not because i've got a funny idea <laughs> <laughs> and you gotta just go talk straight through it yeah. straight through it yeah um uh, but yeah so uh, yeah we, we've enjoyed it. and so and then uh, the two of us sometimes will also perform just as the two of us as old man toddler um which is an offshoot of reasonably priced babies oh i see okay so old that's not man toddler old man toddler the two of you yes yeah. And do you do a mono scene as a two person, or how do you, or do you just play around, do a bunch of different things? Uh, yeah, we just do a bunch of different things as, as uh, two people, just pushing it forward. Um, yeah, but we really, his name is Monday Carter, and uh, he and his wife come out of the Milwaukee improv scene. Uh-huh. Uh, they were part of a group called the Dead Ale Wives, um, which had, had some run for a while. And actually, a guy that they worked with uh, was just tapped to direct the next Lego movie. Nice. Wow. wow. That's cool. So it all comes full circle. Yes. Um, one thing that 
I've worked with Tom and and also Tabitha on is uh, we've done uh, these trade shows and uh, easy. Oh well, okay. I've done trade shows, but we've also done industrials. Thank you. Okay, and do you want to explain what those are? Um, yeah, it's just live corporate comedy uh, where a, a company is having a you know national sales meeting or a, a large gathering, and they have accepted the idea of using some corporate messaging, which is basically using comedy to reflect their culture. So we will write sketches to be performed throughout the three-day oh, meeting wow. to kind of be peppered between to reflect the things that are true about their Nothing's culture. funnier than diabetes, right. you know. <laughs> Take that, anemia. Um, <laughs> literally a line we said at the, at the end of a, of a, of a sketch. Uh, like, what was like the the hardest thing like the, to connect like comedy and messaging to? Uh, that that was pretty difficult, <laughs> uh, um, but it worked out. Right. No, but that was a very f- a fun thing. We rate this whole kind of like submarine storyline um, that I, I won't try to recreate. But it was just you know so boop. There's lots of sound effects and nice. looking and targeting your your next mission and all that kind of stuff. So it was all really well written and had funny kind of. Um, you know, uh, calling down like orders, 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 or you know, like that kind of thing, just right. playing. Off. Um, but then someone like at the end, that's that's the thing that's tough is you know everything has to be filtered through their approval. So someone said, hey, "Great, but I, I don't think it has enough punch at the end." What if they all just turned to the crowd and went, "Take that anemia!" And we're like, <laughs> "Seriously?" And they're like, "Yeah." So we go and it. Oh, just, you had to take notes. Yeah, the, oh, that that was always the most complicated. From thing. people yes. who know comedy. Yeah, uh, I remember we did something for uh, IBM along the way where uh, we kind of finished and we walked off, and the person was like, uh, "Great, I can't imagine that anyone would be offended by anything you just did." Which is like, yeah, which means there was nothing funny in it whatsoever. Right. <laughs> like any kind of reference That's to a the person, most damning or a review culture. you could possibly get. <laughs> yes, um, just kept getting kind of stripped people. away, stripped away, stripped away, and it just basically got to like we were just doing like. A snapshot of their day kind of straight on no characterization uh. at all and we walk off and the person from legal is like thumbs up like <laughs> i'm gonna have my job in the morning and i was like yeah well, we won't you know? <laughs> but don't you find that like audiences just love it no matter what you do really like uh, often because it is uh you know 10 minutes away from powerpoint presentation so they're just happy that it is it's a, not change in the rotation <laughs> um but no I, I you know i was involved with some of that were pretty like hmm, yeah fine we did something but I, I do think along the way we came up with some really pretty good ideas and yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, you know I, th- I think you get brought back after the first one if you have some talent for it so no I, I do think people really like that's perfect and no I've, I've been that that's exactly what you have to do when you talk to the doctor to get them to do this you know so right. if you do learn enough about the culture to reflect it back comfortably um, yeah they'll respond well because then it's just like performing at college where we all get the references you know like everyone's like oh physics for poets <laughs> so it's got <laughs> right, that right, same right. quality yeah like the, if you yeah if you mention a model name of a an instrument they'll yeah. be like oh that's hilarious you know uh, but yeah but that's also why you get paid you know somewhat well this you you can't make a mistake you can't like botch the drug name um or you lose all credibility with yeah, the cloud yeah, yeah. um so uh, and yeah so that's the only thing you, you always have things written all over your arms and things that are making sure you're like not gonna like blow the like crucial product launch because yeah when we went to san diego that 
That mm-hmm. was uh, it, it was La Jolla, right? La Jolla, yeah. yeah. Very nice, posh. Very posh, and uh, but like they were hanging on every word, they and it just uh, yeah, they tend to be uh, again, you know, they're these are often salespeople, um, so they are kind of an outgoing, gregarious crowd that wants to have fun and things. The main thing is working with people who understand that you really need to define a okay, you're sitting now in the dark, and we're going to perform in front of you and not like we thought you could you guys could do something on the stage during the like president's club cocktail hour <laughs> and people like turn and look at you for like five seconds and then <laughs> and they just go back to kind of networking that's why they're there we always understand that like great we're here to, again kind of like you know corporate messaging but just give a break it's a you have to at. do something during the meal and you're trying to compete <sighs> with a plate of chicken <laughs> and i've never yet won that but that's a hard and then fight there to win. Was, there was uh, this one time, and Marty, I think that you were a part of this as well, where the client uh, did not tell us that we were cut. And so I am crossing, running across the stage, still right. in character. There was like an Olympic theme to the uh, to that uh, presentation, whatever. Yeah. So yeah, I remember that was actually here in Pasadena. <laughs> Uh, that's right. So yeah, they, and again, I don't think it was necessarily a reflection on us, but they just, a lot of times people will kind of get uncomfortable, like this is getting in the way of our messaging and it feels like we're not getting to the point of like, we've had a tough year and let's buckle down. So sometimes they will kind of reverse course halfway through and they'll be like, listen, you guys are kind of released from the rest, rest of your um, you know, obligations. But we have our big finish. We're going to do the, <laughs> yeah. the Proveritin showstopper number for the drug Proveritin. Proveritin. And sure enough, there comes Tab kind of like running on stage with this kind of like torch f- fashioned out of like their stationery or something. I don't know. Like, eh. And she just gets like a, you know, like the oh, no. <laughs> cut under the I next did. sign, and she just kind of goes behind the speaker, kind of guy who's looking, and then just kind of keeps going, <laughs> just kept running as if she was like cutting through on the way to like bring the torch to Atlanta. You know, like, um, so yeah, the ones that don't go so well are probably more memorable. I have had, yes, I have had this happen where I on stage with Mary Birdsong and someone else. And uh, so, uh, same thing. I think they recognized that uh, they put us in a situation where there was noise and people weren't. So we literally got there like, will the performers please leave the stage? Like, <laughs> mid-sketch. <laughs> oh. And we're just at that. <laughs> and did like the little peanuts <laughs> walk <laughs> off stage. Yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, and that's fine. I, have, get- you, have you ever had to uh, incorporate one of their... Um, officers, you know, or someone from the you company. You know, I've got a theater in, background, so if you want me to come and play with you guys, yeah, uh, like I the think CEO, it'd be great. and you have to do a sketch with the CEO or something. Yes, like often that. that is something that I. Got. He's so funny. You have to, you have to get him up there. He's so funny. That's something I was often brought in to do with an improv background. It's like to go up in character to kind of interact with the executives. Um, so that that can work well, but yes, you do get the guy like you're going through. He just pulls you to the side, like, don't make me look like an idiot. And you're like, what part of that would serve me to get this work more in the future? Right. If like I totally stuck it to that guy from IBM, he'll never forget me. Um, would you like some fries with that? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> do you do you think like Giselle is a performer? Yes. Do Do you think she could do this? Oh, of course. I think it would depend on the corporation. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I probably would not go over so well at um... for the military. Or, you know, these uh, profiteering ones, you know, Kaiser Wall Permanente? Street. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I would say, hey, guys, you don't need all of this. Why going do you need off script. all this Will money? the performer please leave the stage? 
Is that me? <laughs> well, there's a red dot circling around. <laughs> yeah, Tom's backstage with his like, headset on, and he's like, that's not in the script. <laughs> uh, so, yes, I performed a lot, but I also did a lot of writing and directing, which then Tab can tell also kind of turned. Yeah, but it's, it's very tense because, again, you get one shot at it. There's a lot of money. So, yes, p- people got to be uh, like, yay, thanks for bringing us in on this work, Tom. But maybe if you could not just constantly be looking at us like, if you make one mistake, I will kill you. <laughs> Do you remember that? I mean, we did yeah. that. And it was that show of you, me, and Gerald. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you it, cannot mess up. Yeah, not yeah. once. Yeah, yeah. It was really fun. <laughs> I'm sure yeah, that part was great. <laughs> Uh, I was under a lot of pressure at the You time. guys did something together in San Francisco last year, didn't you? Yeah, yeah, we did. We that. did. Yeah, so that was more trade show, that, yeah, which is that, true. Yeah. But that's still kind of fun. Yes, we did. Uh, we kind of did a real estate a game thing. show yeah. um, over and over and over again for many days. I've actually done that a couple of years in a row um, in different cities. And they always kind of like, all right, we're just going to use you. Um, and it literally, like you're running the, the, the Skype game show like every 10, 12 minutes, like for three and a half days. Like, from, wow. um, so they're like, we're at just going to be like at a booth at a trade yes. show. Um, did you at, get that long, thin Bob Barker microphone? Um, you did actually. Oh yeah. Um, it was a microphone. Yes. Right. Um, uh, but the, so they always like, great. And then I was like, all right, that's just, I mean, fine. I'll do whatever you need, but that does seem like a lot for one person to do. And they're like, no, you'll be fine. And then about like six days out, they'll be like, Oh, we decided we probably should hire a second actor. Um, do you know anybody like in New Orleans, in San Francisco? And where I was like, well, if you gave me more than five days, but uh, luckily I've been <laughs> able to kind of reach out and then bring some other people in who I knew. Um, and I think they kind of buckled a little earlier on that. Like, do you know anybody in San Francisco? And I was like, not as much as I do in LA, but I know some people in LA would be happy to get themselves to San Francisco if it's worth a while. And uh, it was. Thank you, Tom. Yeah, we yeah we did fine. So with that, that uh, it's more fun when you're performing with people on stage because you, you know that's always more fun. But at least we kind of traded off shifts. But then you get to like hang out um, in random city um, in nice hotel, which is always the best thing about yeah, this stuff. Fun. Is okay. Am I done yet? Am I done yet? Because <laughs> there's a really great city. There is there. a bar I, in this I hotel. I visited you at your hotel room, and I must say that was a really high tech hotel. It, it was yeah. minimalist, and it had fancy le- chandeliers shaped like apples. And, and free wine happy hour. Yeah. <laughs> That's wow. all I remember. Which, which we worked. Yes. yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we used to get uh, very nice places. And we even had um, a place, I don't remember where, where ducks would walk into your, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, into it's your so, room. Like, it, it's With really room fun. service on their backs. Mm-hmm. Is that the Peabody? That was out in Palm Springs or Palm Desert. Yeah. You know, you we do that. Or I guess, you know, less frequently for me, but, uh, you know, a couple times a year and it's really fun. It's like a free, a paid vacation of sorts with some high pressure moments. I want to draw attention to what Tabitha just did because I love it. Uh, you may not know this, but Tabitha, she do working with the horses, you know, those ones which have four legs and they're really strong. <laughs> I like the two-legged uh, ones, but go on. They 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 fall over. They tip over. Yeah, but it's charming. It's harder to ride them. Uh, anyway, she do working with the four-legged ones, and she make that sound to call them over. Do the sound. And she have started to put that into her regular conversation, like when you is shopping and you say, "Oh, I want to see that dress over there." <laughs> As if the dress will come to you? Yes. That would be amazing. Or I couldn't think of the word. I was at the post office book of stamps. And so I I said, I need stamps. And they said, how many? And then I just went, oh, you know, this, 
uh, you know, uh, bright. Uh, mm, mm. And they were like, <laughs> the, next. Did he, no, and then did you start like, like patting your, your hoof on the ground, like for the number you needed? Yeah, that's, <laughs> I should have. You know, one of those things. And then the lady said, you have just made my day. <laughs> that made me feel good. I do love that when people break down and all they can do is just like indicate the size of something when their hands kind of get up. Pantomime it. Oh, yeah. In a square, it, it, it go about this big and you use it to put in your mouth and you have... Ridden. Fish bachelor. That's right. <laughs> Very nice. It's uh, b- bill shaped. And, um... <laughs> bill shaped. <laughs> um, did you know Ian Jacobs at all from Purple Grand huh? Yale? Um, this, uh, he was uh, a funny guy who performed there. Yeah, who was, could not help himself whenever he ordered in a restaurant. Um, he would do this little kind of like puppet show thing. It's like, um, uh, can I get an orange juice? Uh, like a medium, not like a small, but a medium. And just like would have to. Th- he wouldn't like pick the oranges up, you know, an orange and, yeah. you know, and the what um, you can see is and the- Tom and Marty are miming exactly what they're saying while they're saying it. Yeah. They're I, doing I, the mime. It's weird that they can't, they didn't know that for me just doing it. I, I, oh, they just don't appreciate good radio. Yeah. They're, they're missing it. You're pretty funny with your hands. So funny. <laughs> Both of you. <laughs> I do have to say one thing I did with my hands. We were at a wedding and there was a, it wasn't, a, yeah, it was an open bar and I didn't have any tip money. So I just kind of pantomimed or I went down into my dress where my bosoms are. And I'm quite small. Thank you. And just slowly brought out a pretend piece of dollar or a pretend dollar and just kind of gave it to her and said, I'm so sorry. And she said, Oh, that was so worth it. <laughs> <laughs> That's really funny. Well, thanks. Yeah. You, yeah, you could and just memor- you, be, be, you could it's just the thought ma- that counts. mime your generosity. And it's, you didn't it's have the to, space work. And, that you, counts. and you did, in yeah. fact, have like a stack of singles in your bra. So that's really funny that you did that. You know. A stack of uh, singles, single right, dollars. Uh, a stack of pre- pretend. You need no, no, no. You had real one ones, but you you did that. So but, you didn't but have to break open. You did know. you have fifty dollars? <laughs> they were working. Stuffed yeah, up yeah. your butt. I could. They were working. <laughs> like Stephen Jobs. <laughs> <laughs> I'm good. You can. <laughs> you don't want this fifty dollars? <laughs> I'm good. <laughs> just a little streak of brown, and that's all. Just a year. It wipe it off. Wipe right. Wipes right off. Yeah, I got some baby whites right here in my I front pocket. I just used Bill's t-shirt. Wipe it off. <laughs> my brand new t-shirt? It's brand new technical t-shirt. Wait, would, a, would you turn down a poop-covered $50 bill? Yes. That's a question. What is the smallest denomination you would reach into a poopy toilet to retrieve? Aye, aye, aye. The smallest denomination you would reach into a poopy toilet to retrieve? Tom doesn't like this question. Come on, it's a good one. Oh, I've been asked it before. Five dollars. Wait, did you say that it's dirty? Uh, the the money is in the poopy water. Oh, poopy poopy water. Okay, po- poopy yeah. toilet. I do twenty. You do twenty? Yeah, I think it'd have to be five hundred for me. There's, it's, Come there's... on, really? Okay, so only because I make money a... without having to stick my hands in shit. There's a hunt. You metaphorically, you stick your lot of things in shit. I don't know that that's don't true. Don't you? I feel that to make money in today's world, you have to. You have to do a little bit of sticky shit. <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> you know, Maybe. I don't feel like I have a shit-stained soul for the living that I make. Oh, that's good. That's uh, really good, and I'm glad to hear it. I drink Yaver. I think it's a good product. 
Yeah, yeah, that's true. I also am the annoying person who then wants to have conditionals. I'm like, so is it really just my hand? Is there nothing else available to me? Do they have like a is little it like diarrhea? toilet brush that I can kind no, of No, it's like... just your hand. You have to reach in with your actual hand and fingers. As long as is there's... Is it turds or is it diarrhea? Yeah, exactly. Uh, it is uh, a combination. <laughs> exactly. I love They're that. Like, like halfway you had between. The exact <laughs> problem. <laughs> and, and is it just one person's or is this kind of like an outhouse that's been used no, it's by just a one number person. of people? Just one Do person. Do I know the person? Uh, you're not sure if you know them. You think you might have met <laughs> some time ago. You, you, he look familiar to you. There's is a, f- it, is there's it a fam- floating? Or there's a familiar it- scent. And, and we're asking Giselle because she's she knows the standard for this question. Yes. Yeah, you know, and there's a, it's a big book, but she's read it. A couple I times. need to know: is it a floating bill, or do you have to really stick your hand down at the bottom? You not all the way to the bottom, but yeah, you have to. You are going to have to touch poo a uh-huh. little bit. Your your hand is going to become five hundred. So if there was a $100 bill, I would do it. Floating in the toilet there with the poo or in there and you or I wouldn't go get it, but I would room. go tell my friends, "Hey, if anybody wants a $100 bill, it's in this pile of shit." Would you, you expect a cut of it for a finder's fee? And buy me a drink maybe. Okay. Uh Dunkin Donuts coupon. <laughs> <laughs> but 20% off. <laughs> Not even a gift certificate, just a coupon. <laughs> I, I, I have to say, I really think that if it was just me in the toilet stall and there it was, I would probably do it for $5. I'm not proud of it, but I'm just trying to tell the truth. I would also think that, but along with the money, you also you have a strong aversion to waste. Um, and I don't That's mean uh, toxic waste from my $50 dispensary. <laughs> <laughs> But I also think you would like, that's a shame that like this $5 could be put to I some use. Think, yeah, you could just rinse it off, wash your hands, go buy a sandwich, and then you have, look, this is my free... Then you give yourself dysentery when you eat the sandwich. sandwich. No, as long as there's a, there's like good water, a, good, a sink with a good, nice thing yeah. of antibacterial soap, no problem. Sure. Yeah. And you need one of those scrubby things that gets underneath your nails, those little brushes. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I would spend some time cleaning my nails, and then I would go enjoy yeah. my... My sandwich. I would for a hundred dollar bill, but not for five. What about twenty? Not twenty. All right, fifty. Fifty. That's but just... if a twenty was in there in the toilet and you saw it, you would not reach in for the twenty. Not for the diarrhea, poopy water. No. Okay. But I would tell somebody else in case they would like to. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Hey, buddy, there's twenty bucks in there. Give me five. Twenty bucks in the shitter if you if you're game. <laughs> <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, it's the top of the hour, and you're listening to the Smod Coast Morning Show on the Smodcast Internet Radio Network. By the way, if you're just tuning in, like Mark Hollingsworth is, uh, you're joining Giselle. And we're talking about shit. Myself, Bill. <laughs> and, and fairness. And uh, friends of, of mine and Giselle's, Tom and Tabitha, who are visiting from Asheville, North Carolina. TNT. TNT. Dynamite. Um. Justin Bieber got roasted this weekend. Do you give a shit? No. Mm-hmm. Ooh, nope. I would like to have seen that. It will air at the end of the month, I think. I think I have to see that. I, I would like to know if they made him cry. They did not make him cry. I did see a headline only that Dave Letterman can do that. <laughs> that uh, he was upset about one of the jokes, cry? but then I realized I didn't care anything about him, so I didn't read the article. Well, you know, this is part of his his recent campaign to sort of rehabilitate himself and from being an arrogant prick and uh, to being an arrogant prick who could sit there and get made has fun a sense of. of humor. Yeah. Oh, he's see, he's cool. He's not. He, he's taking it. But um, Hannibal Burris 
you know, who's the mm-hmm. who's credited for he- uh, heightening the awareness of Bill Cosby's rapey tendencies, along with m- many other valuable contributions. Oh yeah, including being outstanding in Broad City and other. Ones. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. He's a he's a great comic, um, but uh, he was one of the roasters and. He went up there and he said, uh, Justin, I don't like your music. I think it's bad. I hate your music. I hate your music more than Bill Cosby hates my comedy. <laughs> you should thank me for your extremely transparent attempt to be more likable. I hope it doesn't work at all. Oh, <laughs> and then uh, <laughs> I like him. Yeah. And then he said, you know, I, I, I'm just doing this for the exposure, essentially, is what he said. And then and I'm sorry, I'm spoiling the, this joke, but um, fuck it. Uh, he's funnier than me. I think you're a good businessman. And he said, he's, um, he said about Justin Bieber, he said, he signed the guest book at the Anne Frank house saying he hoped Anne would have been a believer, but instead she locked out and died at a concentration camp. Wow. <laughs> Which oh. I think is pretty fucking awesome. So hats off to you, uh, Hannibal Barres, for telling it like it is and being very Also funny. for having a great, like, 80s villain name. Yes. Yeah. But really, do you, do you feel roasts have anything to do with the person at the center? Like, am I really like, good for Pam Anderson. She she has worked hard and she deserves this. You know, like, it's just the subject, but you're really just like, okay, how gross is Lisa Lampanelli going to get this time? Right. And uh, then, and what's she going to say about Jeff Ross this time? Right. Yeah. Um, and yeah, so they're just really each daring each other, like, how awful can you get? Well, and how many, um, is he really human comments can we make about Gilbert Gottfried, you know? And the, and this started out as a, a thing at the Friars Club and famous comedy club and uh, and those were pretty funny like yeah. the ones of Dean Martin were really funny um, that whole that whole culture yeah was, was just a lot of fun to be exposed to but I think it's yeah it has just become a sport of sorts um, that some play very well yes so Jeff Ross is basically you know like right yeah uh, it's worked it's given uh, anchored him. a career on that and yeah. and he's really good at it very he's, good at it. Uh, but the one that made me really uncomfortable was the Chevy Chase one, where he was not like in on the joke, I guess you know. And he, apparently, he was just just bitter and angry and sort of stewing the whole time while people were making fun of him. Sounds like Chevy Chase, all right? Hey, what? it's the trash truck. Everybody wave. It's the trash truck segment. Every trash. Tuesday, it's going to take the trash out. Who else you calling out? Let's it up. see. Um, let's see who. Oh, Jenny Marie said that she would do it for ten dollars. Reach into the poop thing. <laughs> <laughs> it's good. Good to know this. I want everybody listening to know what Jenny Marie would do for ten dollars. I want everybody listening to tweet in what what is their denomination that they would do. And you know, because if if they are low enough, we can make this happen. Yeah. Yeah, we can uh, make this happen. We, we can have a a thing, you know. We a just thing. Ha- like we get a, a tour bus and we go around the country with the little commodes, and we say, uh, pick- "And who's going to dirty them?" I don't know that I'm going to join you for that one. What Maybe. if we make it? I'll have a to ca- think about it. Kind of like a carnival thing, which is so there could be five hundred dollars in there. Like someone will reach in and take out five hundred dollars. Someone will reach in and take out a Dunkin' Donuts coupon. Like you don't know. Like there is kind of a lotto kind of thing. Kind of like there's a good payout in there, so you could get the thing that's worth it to you, um, or you could just basically pull, reach in, and then pull a string that takes a photo of you. You're like, uh. yeah. or you could have three toilet set up. Yeah. So it's like choosing stall number three. 
Yeah. That sounds like, um, what's the name of the, the Price character? is Right? Well, no, oh. I was going to say The Golden Girls. That sounds like something that the mother of Dorothy would do oh. to Dorothy. Yeah, 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 yeah. What Estelle Getty. Estelle. Thank you. Sophia, yes. Oh. oh, that's right, Sophia. The character. Um, so, yeah, so how about that? If Again, there, there could be like $1,000. In that case, I'm in. Um, but if we turn it into a real spectacle. It could spectacle, just be a dollar. Like, you don't know. And if we come up with a very so, clever name with a wonderful pun, then I'm in. Golden Showers, girls. Oof. <laughs> I don't know. That was not it. I came in late. <laughs> and uh, it shows. Yeah, sorry. Um all right, we maybe we are we gonna just, we're gonna dip our hands into the mail sack. Maybe maybe, we maybe dip, dip our hands into the mail sack. I love how you spoil it before I get to it. Spoil. Well, you we're gonna I'm dip it in the mail sack. Mail sack, mail sack. Come on, you're just not on my side, Marty. That's the problem. I'm so on your. Side. I get no support from you. You don't appreciate me. But the rest uh, yeah, of us that was do. great. <laughs> I'll take it. All right. Is that an original creation, that mail sack? It, it is. That's Dan uh, doing the vocals. And Tyson, who co-runs the Tumblr page, he put that together uh, for um, our, our mail segment. It's well done. It's yeah. well done. And speaking of which, okay, this is going to take me a second. But So last week we had on a, um, a listener, I mean a, a guest, Jimmy, who uh, we were talking about cop shows and somehow... We came up with this idea of uh, what was it? Chopstick uh, chopsticks and haggis. Chopsticks, chopsticks and haggis. Chopsticks and haggis. So Tyson says, uh, "Greeting, beloved Merps of Smodco." Merps stands for Minor Internet Radio Personalities, which is what we are. Yes. Um, and now you are too. No, he he was already. Oh, there you go. Yes, we'll get to that later. I couldn't uh, resist trying to flesh out the the idea uh, seeds that you left behind on Tuesday. I can't help but think somebody else has also come up with this. So I wanted to get this to you as soon as possible. No pressure. Um, so anyhow, this is, is what... Is this a theme song for Chopstick and Haggis? This is what Tyson came up with. Please be a theme song for Chopsticks and Haggis. Well, you'll find out. Uh, Eventually. Yeah. <laughs> I guess. Yep. I was trying to buy and, you time. And will it be on CBN? The Nooner Broadcast Network. He was a movie buff from San Francisco. She ran a successful catering business. You telling me you've never had Moogle Guy Pen in your entire life? Uh, I've <laughs> seen a guy with a pen. Together, they're crime stopping dynamite. Chopsticks and haggis. Hey, chopsticks, help me move this body. What do I look to you like? A Chinese delivery boy? Authentic and haggis. Take your own bodies out to the dumpster yourself, goddammit. I've taken four already, my back. <laughs> chopsticks and haggis. Well, give me chopsticks and haggis. They don't work together anymore. I don't care. We're putting them on the beat. Chopsticks and haggis. Coming directly to On Demand. Because appointment television is for jive turkeys. You didn't know? Well, your ass better call somebody! Chopsticks and haggis. This is our crime scene now. Come on, chopsticks. That was spectacular. Oh, wow! Yeah. This is about the happiest I've ever been. 
Oh, that was unbelievable. That was oh, my really great. Yeah, wow. thank you, Tyson. Thank Tyson. you literally for list- lifting us out of the shit. Yeah, oh, It's just something very so entertaining. Good. Yeah, and that will air after iZombie on the CW. <laughs> 10 o'clock slot. Um, uh, I just love it already with billboards uh, everywhere. My back. <laughs> <laughs> with the authentic... Um, I just love that Haggis has a German accent. <laughs> the authentic Chinese and Scottish accents uh, were really, really subtle, but well, well uh, put into effect. So... Th- there's no reason that couldn't work, though. There's no, no reason. No reason at all. Thank you, Tyson. That was great. Thank yes. you, Jimmy. That's great. Uh, we'll have Jimmy on again sometimes because sometime again because we didn't get his full story. Um, so Lou writes in and says, "Hello, Smurps. It's my birthday this Thursday, the nineteenth, and I'm uh, being asked what I want to do to celebrate. So Happy far, I have no idea. Birthday. And by the way, a much belated birthday to Tyson. It was a couple weeks ago, and we totally missed it. Oh, sorry, um, Tyson. Happy yeah." Birthday. Uh, any suggestions for something different slash fun? Uh, nothing too Ice extremely skating. sportish. Never mind. I'm not great with heights. Also, also, I'm turning 38, so it seems a bit late in life to party hard. Thanks, guys. You all rock. Hugs to all. Lou. Something exciting for him to do for his birthday? Her. Her. An estate oh, yeah. sale. <laughs> to buy spoons? That would make me happy. Little going to spoons? An estate sale. Whatever they got. Who knows? So what do you like to buy? Tickets? I bought, just recently at an estate sale, I bought um, a bowler hat and some um, Art Deco ties. That is so hipster. Oh, I didn't mean it to be, but it was fun. Wow. See, he can't even, that's, a, that's what a hipster would say. Oh, I didn't mean to be. No, then, a hipster, that, I, my intonation was utterly different. No, it was totally different. <laughs> Mine was um, genuine. She could, I, I believe your innocence in this one. Yes, <laughs> thank yes. you. You is the accidental hipster. <laughs> she could travel show. back in time 20 years and paint pottery together. <laughs> Sweet. <laughs> Do you remember when that was like the, like... Oh, we're going to all paint pottery together. Color me mine. Yeah. Oh, I thought me. you mean, remember like when going back in time was a thing you did on your 38th birthday? Uh, yes, I did. <laughs> so trite now, though. Oh, but it was so fun back then. Yeah. Um, what would, what would I want the Accidental thing? Hipster to be my TV show. To air after so um, this Chopsticks and Haggis. I did not mean to grow my beard down I to shaved my, this morning. It just, of my chest. It just uh, comes in. Not not quite a stasis, but a clothing swap. People love doing that. Those fashion, are fun. Which basically everyone just kind of brings clothes that like, these are good clothes, but I don't wear them anymore. And everyone kind of brings them. I've been trying to get my guy friends to do that. All, that's actually, that is really the fun. And, uh, and then, then the birthday person gets to have like the trump card. Dibs. Like, no, I get that because it's my birthday. Oh, yeah. Um. Clothing swap, that's a good idea. Uh, from, I think from the practical side of the table, clothing swap. <laughs> Someone else? Um, make sandwiches for the homeless. <laughs> right, Giselle? Right, Giselle? It is much more fun than it sounds. <laughs> or either that or much less fun. Yeah, you said on this show that it's much less fun than it sounds. <laughs> I'm, I'm fascinated by, like, there's, there are all these independent sort of board games that are very socially interactive, like... Uh, Werewolf and retail, uh, the resistance. Those are fun things that you can do with a big group of people, and it's not like super nerdy. It's more just like social interaction. Mm-hmm. I said super nerdy. Okay, it's very nerdy, but not super <laughs> nerdy. Um, in that it's not exceptional. It's no, it's pedestrian nerdy. It's pedestrian nerdy. Oh. Yeah. Oh really, Wolfman? Ooh. Um, Amy Elizabeth Tyson said that was amazing. That's uh, right. Great. And Chris Brown would do it for maybe $50, pick uh, 
poopy bills out of the <laughs> out of the loo. Oh, uh, not the, the different loo, uh, but because the Canadian bills, he's up in Saskatchewan. Gross. They're they're very plasticky. So, right. um, and I guess they're are they they prone, they're prone to melting. I think something like that. Uh, more of a thing to do for herself rather than bring up. Uh, but she, uh, yes, but or she could either uh, hire someone to provide a background music for her throughout the day. So basically, mm-hmm. like, she could have her own theme music, um, or some backup singers who just kind of that follow her around throughout the day. Great. Remember when Fishbone followed around? Uh, was it Damon Wayans? In, uh, I'm gonna get you something. Yes. So that I got you. That yeah. Party at Grand Zero. Right. We would all chip in for that. Okay, yeah. We, we'll, or why don't you take a $20 bill, take a big <laughs> shit, stick the $20 bill in the toilet bowl full of shit, have your friends over and right. see who's the first to grab it. Right. Uh, <laughs> even better, make a counterfeit $20 bill. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> what about in a porta potty? Oof. Oh, um, that's, that's, that's way too much reaching. And there's not usually running water around a porta potty to yeah, rinse, that is wash correct. it off. Some have Purell in them now. Mm, and yeah. a mirror. Yeah, we really should shift it back because I'm about to start telling stories of like the worst porta potty I've ever encountered in. We we spent enough time in that in yeah. that zone. Yeah. The, the, the trash truck has already come. Do you remember what you guys did for your thirtieth birthday? I have no idea. Thirtieth or thirty eighth? Thirty eighth. Uh, that was a good year for me, but I don't remember what I did. Uh, I always like a scavenger hunt, especially uh, something at a flea market. If you have a flea market, get some friends together and you do a scavenger hunt. People have to buy and procure different things from the flea market. Uh, not too expensive, but like you have to get a wooden spoon and you have to get a music album and you have to get something made of aluminum, you know, like this. Hmm. That's pretty fun. Yes. Uh huh. Well, happy birthday, Lou, and I hope you do something fun. <laughs> well, that she- went over great. <laughs> yeah. If um, only we had that uh, crickets drop. <laughs> Bill, you like the resistance, right? That game. Uh, I like. I like the company. I've played the game twice, um, and it's it's not my favorite thing to do. But I definitely that second time I played it with you guys, New Year's Day, I really enjoyed everyone's company. Yeah. Yeah. So if, if you like your friends, maybe yeah, play the game. Yeah. It's it's a nice structure to spend time with good people. But we had this conversation last night about the, the role-playing games. Thing that I, I, I know it's not quite the same, but uh, yeah. I played Cards Against Humanity for the first time the other night. I was like, yeah, welcome to uh, this part of your life. Um, but I, I, I just, games where I can't clearly win and taunt someone that I am better than you. Um, oh, you can in the resistance. Lose my, I lose There's interest. a lot of taunting in the okay, resistance. Then, yeah. then maybe I'm a little yeah. more interested in It's pretty fun. And do I get to speak in a French accent? If you the want. Whole time? That, that, that's... that's Irrelevant from the game, but it is true. Whenever I play Monopoly, CL Miller tweeted in with a nice suggestion for Lou's birthday, which is go karts. Yeah, if uh, there's no, if snow. you enjoy lower back problems. Well, she's in New Jersey. It's, it might be still a little cold, and but they have maybe, indoor karts. Maybe she could bring some gogurt to the go karts. <laughs> Ooh, those make, are those make it a theme. Tubes, squeeze and listen to the go gos. Yes. No, I think that, that's it. That's, that's it. enough. That's it. That's okay. three. All right. And then film a Go video. And go tell it okay, on the go. mountain. <laughs> okay, go. Okay. Okay, go. Go. Maybe hire some Go Go girls. What you don't know is Giselle's now dancing on the table. Yep. Get down off of there. And the one time she's dancing on the table, she still managed to get into the mic. I'm trying to improve my microphone skills. 
Ash Williams writes in, uh, from the network that brought you the Fugitive Roots and the moon landing comes Chopsticks and Haggis, followed by Hitler and Son. All right. <laughs> Thanks, Ash. Um, I should not laugh at that. Yeah. There's that, uh, that guy who wrote the, um, that letter to, to Iran, you know, the, the senator from, mm-hmm. um, uh, is he from, where is he from? Like Arkansas? He, uh, he spoke in, in the Senate yesterday for the first time, and within a minute, he had invoked Hitler and how how Obama's following the pathway to, that would open the way for an, the next Hitler, basically. Invoking Godwin's uh, law. You, are you familiar with Godwin's law? That if you mention, uh, if you're in, in an argument, if you in, mention Hitler, then you're immediately wrong. <laughs> <laughs> And unless it has something, you know, if if it's relevant, but uh, uh, pretty, I, w- pretty I would just funny. speak more to his scale. Like, you might, might want to build towards that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe you want want to close, not that have being your opening minute. <laughs> There's just not a lot of places to go from there. But anyways, back to the sidewalks. Um, <laughs> we need more sidewalks. <laughs> I'm sorry. What was that about Hitler again? <laughs> First time emailer. Smorning Merps. Long-time listener, first-time emailer. Since hey, I know how much you guys like the demographics, I'm a 27-year-old lady, Ooh, and lady. I listen while I work slower, at a book slower. warehouse. <laughs> at, a at a what? Book, now? At a book warehouse. Oh, I like her conspiracy so much. theories. Uh, I'm crushing on whoever this is. I was writing to comment on your conversation about food waste reduction. We have drastically reduced uh, food waste at our house by keeping a list of what was cooked on a calendar. Uh, near the fridge and mark mark off when here to f- cook it on a stove thing and mark off when food is finished so we know how much uh, leftover food is in the fridge and if there's enough um, for a whole meal and uh, we elect to have leftover night instead of cooking something new so we're not throwing away leftovers or having to play uh, the guess how old the food is game well that's a good idea I'm I'm falling in love with this. Yeah, uh, as am I. But that was, I was a good suggestion first. for your birthday. Oh, yeah, there you <laughs> go. Play the guess how old this food <laughs> game is. <laughs> Just bring all your friends over. Have them bring something from the refrigerator. Put it in one central refrigerator and play. How old is it? And would you reach inside it to get a twenty dollars right, bill? Yeah, everyone bring something. You have a party. Everyone bring something from like the back, right? Yes. So, yeah. Okay. Got it. Uh, I wanted to suggest a listener tag for you. Smurfs, pronounced Smurfs, but it's S-M-I-R-F-S, standing for Smodco Minor Internet Internet Radio Fans. I think we could just do Murfs, too, you know, so Minor Internet Radio Fans. Then I wouldn't reference the Smurfs. uh, uh, But then we wouldn't be sued by the Cartoon Network. uh, Right, yeah. And it would expand to all other podcasts as well. But I guess we want it just for us, then. Yeah, of course. Smurfs. Have a I'm good week, to localize all, it. and send some listener love to Emily. That's Nikki from Indiana. Thank you, Nikki. Thank all right, you, Nikki. Nikki. Excellent first contribution. And did you see, um, uh, have you seen Emily recently? Uh, I have not seen her since the table read we discussed last oh, that's time, right. so that's right. about a week ago. But uh, that pixie haircut is really working for her. She looked great. Um, Peter WG, friend of the show, guest. Guest of the show. Ah, I miss him already. Uh, he says, "Smorning Merps and listeners, I just wanted to let you know I haven't stopped listening just because you allowed listeners on. <laughs> I had been quiet from him for a while. Yes, I've missed live for the past few weeks and will unfortunately be missing today too, but I always catch up a few days later. Also, I wanted to let you know that starting April 1st, I... Uh, 
I will left coast based until September. I think it will be left okay. coast based. All um, right, he's coming out. Ah, uh-huh. yeah. So that's great. Uh, so thanks for being a part of my awesome visit in February and helping change the chip on my shoulder I had uh, from my previous visit to LA. Oh, good. Oh, that and is he says, good. I love the, it here. Fuck the East Coast. Thank you, sir. All right. Mm. Saves uh, me from having to say it. He, does Peter W.G. have a partner in life, a life partner? Uh, he broke up with his girlfriend um, of a few years and... Uh, um, he mentioned that in a previous email. When he's ready to get back out there, note to all the ladies: he's a real catch. He's a cutie, and, and he's really nice. And he's got a, a po- and he's got a pot card. There you go, ladies. <laughs> yep. Leo from uh, Finland. He writes: Today is is this t- where they give out the graded? Um, mm-hmm. oh, let's see. Today, I zombie airs. Yes, and let's hear everybody's zombie moan. Let your inner actor free. Okay. Uh. Oh, that zombie's having a little too much fun. <laughs> that was Bill. That was... Um, that's Bruno. That's Buckeye? Bruno? What's your dog's name? Bruno. Bruno. Bruno, it wasn't very good. Yeah. Mm. Work on it. It's yeah. pretty active for a zombie, Bruno. Uh. <laughs> that was Tom. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Oh. <laughs> that was oh. uh, for some reason I'm picturing a fifty dollar bill in a toilet now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is a zombie reaching for a fifty dollar bill in a toilet. Brains. Bonus. but I don't th- I think that the the girl in iZombie actually just talks. Just talks like a regular person. She's just pale. Uh, can we get a clarification on the spelling? So it is that like iCarly? Like I an like iPhone. I don't know what iCarly is because I'm an adult man. Um fine. <laughs> uh so it is I, not like E Y E, like private eye zombie. <laughs> right, right, right. It's I zombie, but there's an E on the end. I Z O M B I E. I zombie. I like it. All right. So that seems to imply that the zombie uses modern technology to solve the crimes. Mm. Why not? Um, and not just their uh, you know, natural brains. instincts. Uh, not sure writes in, and we were talking some about... Is there a zombie app that you can use? I would think so. I'm sure there are many. Uh, not sure writes in, I've done all those drugs, not at once. Ecstasy was fun. Mushrooms were spiritual. We talked drugs last week. Uh, oh, great. We did. Uh, Crystal was I don't remember boring. Them. If you're <laughs> Crystal was boring. If you're an insomniac with ADD who used to be prescribed Ritalin and Adderall, ketamine was the most confusing one of them, and the effects are usually like a constant amnesia. That sounds horrible, uh, because we we're talking about Ireland when they had the oh the yes, two right, days right, right. Of legal, I do remember that. Yeah. Um. All right. Well, that's good to know for people who are interested in uh, wondering what these drugs are like. Uh, little zombie meets uh, Asheville. Asheville recently did the world's largest zombie float, which is basically on the river. People came down and you put in your inner tubes and otherwise, but everyone came. Which river is there? That is the French Broad River. Wow. Yeah. Uh-huh. Do you have to have an accent when you are floating? <laughs> you are dead. It, it certainly helps. But yes, so everybody came and was everybody was uh, decked out as zombies. That's and my they French had zombie. Hundred, hundreds and hundreds of people uh, as zombies floating the river. And were you one of them? Uh, I was not. 
Uh, right. I have floated the river, but I did not choose to do it on the day where there would be like massive people and not really the river being that fun. Um, is the river fun though? When there, it sure can be. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Asheville is very good at uh, places where you can conveniently drink. Um, ah. So there is you drop in the river, float down, pull up at the end of the float, and there's a bar literally right there uh, <laughs> on the river that everybody nice. kind of comes out, puts your... That's things, awesome. Uh, yes, called the Bywater. And then, uh, but yeah, so you basically drink all the way on your with beer on your inner tube, and then you kind of get up and put it down, deflate it, and then get more beer from the bar, and then drive back to your first car. So then there's like two cars full of drunken people. <laughs> uh, so it, it maximizes your... Uh, that seems very North Carolina to me. Uh, it was good. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's, it's very uh, outdoor and active. But uh, yes, Asheville is kind of a beer city USA. Um, and so yes, beer is often part of anything you do there. Is there a university there? Uh, you do have uh, UNC Asheville. Uh-huh. So, um, it is, is right, right there. Uh, there is Warren Wilson College just outside of Asheville, where I am a professor. And... Uh, what do you teach? Uh, I, te- I teach theater and writing. Yep. Oh, nice. Uh, and there are others. Uh, Western Carolina is somewhat nearby, up in Cullowhee. Uh, but yeah, right in Nashville, as you can see. Do they call you professor? Uh, some do. Hey, prof. Prof Chal. Um, <laughs> prof Chal. <laughs> Hashtag prof Chal. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay, Amy Elizabeth writes in, uh, morning all. She's in Dallas-Fort Worth. I'm in need of some help from you and all the Smurp fans. I have a new cupcake for my thriving bakery. Excellent. And you know, she has a video game theme bakery. Very, do, you have, do you have a 3D, a 3D printer? Bakery. It would be so good if she could send it to us. Be oh, a yeah. 3D printer. Uh, I don't have a 3D printer, sadly. And cannot. Uh, so she has a new cupcake and cannot think of the right video game theme uh, name for it. It's a chocolate cake with Nutella filling, Mm. caramel buttercream, hazelnut brittle, Mm. brittle dust, sea salt, and drizzled with caramel. Mm. I've got nothing. I'd go with the Too Many Cooks theme song, maybe. Um, (laughs) That does sound like a lot. Is a video game theme? Yes. It's all... um, It might be all of the uh, grimace vomit that I've been eating lately, plain Greek yogurt, homemade blueberry compote, bananas and granola with freeze-dried strawberries and raspberries. Looks gross, tastes great. I've attached, uh, I've attached pictures of the cupcake for inspiration. Uh, these are also on the 8-Bit Bakery's Twitter feed. Um, and she did tweet that uh, thing of her... Va- uh, a picture of her grimace vomit earlier. Um, uh, which we have some in studio, surprisingly enough. Oh, yes, yes. That's where we coined the term. Uh, so she said, please help tweet my bakery at Video Game Baker with ideas. If something great comes in, I will share it with you guys. Uh, Miss Listening Live, she was earlier, though. I uh, love you all. If you ever want to do a show in Dallas, my house is open for a great meal. Oh, that'd be great. That that'd be, be fun. Really fun. It actually is a quite elegant looking um, uh, uh, cupcake. Oh, that's a piece of art. Yeah, it's beautiful. Yeah. So, um, does it? Oh yeah, that's. Does gorgeous. it evoke any video games for you guys? Mm. It strikes me as being very British with the Nutella and all the other stuff. But Nutella's not British. I know, but I only first discovered it in Britain, so it might as well be <laughs> for everybody. <laughs> <laughs> I said it strikes me as being very British. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like if you happen to go to the. Uh, pyramids of Giza and mm-hmm. there's a Kentucky fried chicken there and you go, oh, some Kentucky fried chicken. I did not know it was invented in Egypt. Right. I see. I see your logic. <laughs> well, I'll always associate it with Egypt. I uh, would always associate it with Egypt if I were at the pyramids and there were Kentucky fried chicken there and I had never had it or heard of it before. 
Okay. Let's, we can make that happen. No, I've already heard of it and had it. Oh, so close. <laughs> okay, anything striking you guys? Marty, I would say maybe your library of video game theme music is probably what's going to serve us well here. Um, I have Do, are we looking for a name for it? Yeah, but, yeah, but it has to refer to a video game. Okay, I know very few video games, so I will just suggest Minecraft. <laughs> because that's all that I really know. Yeah, is there, is there a caramel pun out there? I don't... Uh... I, I only play um, arcade games from the eighties. Well, that could still work because it is eight bit, eight bit bakery, right? right, right. Hmm. Uh, bur- burger time. Um, GTAV. Um, what? What's the really old one where they open their mouths and then they, <clears throat> they um, yeah, you know they. <laughs> yeah. Oh, sorry, oh, I do it, it again. I can't think of the word. Pac Man. Pac Man. But didn't they make it a Mrs. Pac Man at they some did. point? Ms. Pac Man. Ms. Pac Man. Pac-Man. But, you know, you you win by eating as much as you can Mm -hmm. of that. But I don't know if there's a caramel theme to that. No, I forgot about that Is there a video game that have rivers in it, like a river, so that we could do a river of caramel? You have to to jump over. Across the river. (laughs) The All right. Well, I'm going to put it out to the listeners because clearly we don't. None of us play video games. Tune in next week for a week's thought put to this. But it is a beautiful cupcake, and I really want to eat it more than I want to play video game right now. I do. I do. Hey guys, not sure if you made it in time for Tuesday's show, but I'm going to Cincinnati. This is Steve. The nasty. Steve from Kentucky. Um, going to Cincinnati in two days and was wondering if Bill, um, it's Tweeterson, sir, had any recommendations for either things to do during the day or places to eat at night? I know he is from LeBron land but, and not Cincy, but I thought I would the nasty. ask. Thanks, guys. I haven't been to Cincinnati uh, it, for... The last time I was in Cincinnati was maybe 13 years ago for a music festival and um, our van was broken into, my amplifier was stolen and I quit music shortly after that so fuck you cincinnati <laughs> i didn't have a wonderful time there uh but it, is, it was an exciting up and coming city at the time i have no idea where it is now economically i haven't been reading about or hearing about it in the, in the news I, I don't i actually don't know a thing about cincinnati i went to um a steakhouse on the kentucky side and it was really good so. yeah there was a, like a riverfront um yeah it was a riverfront steakhouse yeah there, there was a riverfront stretch that was nice i do know that cincinnati and i share a birthday Oh, oh. What? December 28th. Oh, I thought you were talking about the year. Uh, that too. I am as old as Cincinnati. <laughs> um, uh, my sad quick story in that was I was working for a publishing company and was sent to the American Historical Association convention, which was uh, in late December. So I'm literally in Cincinnati by myself on my birthday selling like dry textbooks on the Visigoths. Um, uh, and feeling like so sad for myself, like wandering around Cincinnati on my birthday, like "Mm, so sad. Uh, and then I walk into like the convention center hall and there literally is like a multi thousand person birthday party thing going on for Cincinnati with like slides of the city and just like sheet cake that went like eight long tables. And I'm like, this is all for me. (laughs) Um, My name is Tom Cincinnati. Yes. So I kind of squinted my eyes and pretended it was for me, uh, which I do with many things. And um, so that, uh, but my other vague mystery uh, memory is I know there was a revolving restaurant, kind of rooftop revolving restaurant that was kind of neat, could have been um, brought down by regulations at this point. And there were a lot of good kind of like art house movie theaters, you know, like, oh, I can see Casablanca and, you know, 
full metal jacket. <laughs> there was um, a <laughs> double billing. Yes, there was a multi perfect, yeah, yeah. multi level ve- music venue uh, that I believe used to be the the mayor's mansion or something like that. That it got converted into a music venue again. This was over ten years ago, so I don't know if it's still functioning. But they had like an acoustic act on the top floor, and as nice. you went down, it got more and more rock and roll and, and louder and heavier. And that was a really cool space. That's, that's and, and Tab lived in Cincinnati for a little while. Yes, I did for maybe s- till fifth grade. Oh. Oh, well, well, then you're the only one qualified to answer the question. Yeah. And any good playgrounds you can recommend? Yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Where are the best uh, ice cream floats? <laughs> right. Uh, in our kitchen where we could afford such a thing. Uh, mm-hmm. Such a luxury. Um, by the way, a couple of people have tuned in late and uh, visiting. Shame on you. Yes. Visiting from out of town are Tom and Tabitha, friends of Giselle's and mine. And uh, they're just joining us and to talk about... Uh, Shit. Stuff and stuff. <laughs> Money and shit. Yeah. Money and shit. Um, that's what we're all about. So that is the mail sack, guys. That's So we're closing up the mail sack. It's and a please, relatively light mail sack this uh, uh, this week. Pretty good. You know, yeah. We've certainly had lighter. Um, but yeah, thank you guys. And if you want to email in <laughs> But again, the mail sack was frosted with Nutella. So. Yes. <laughs> it was filled with Nutella, frosted with caramel. From England. Buttercream. Uh, uh, which... Just remember, we were at a wedding once, which did involve a nice thing, which is basically taking uh, the chocolate <laughs> frosting off the wedding cake and putting it on top of the champagne bottle and kind of slamming it. So you got this kind of like chocolate mm. champagne thing. That was, uh, I recommend that. that. That's good. That does sound good. Amy, uh, let's see. CL Miller says uh, Donkey Kong cakes. Chocolate pitfall? Oh, pitfall would be good. Pitfall yeah. would be really good. Uh, but Amy Elizabeth w- was trying to think of something with Dig Dug, since it has brittle that looks like rocks. Um, brain broken. Thanks for the help. Dig Dug is actually also a good one, too, because the colors are, are very yep. mm-hmm, caramely. Um, and then Noah has called you guys out on your lack of... of uh, Video game cred. Yeah. Well, to that I say, you know, it's true. Our strengths lie elsewhere. Um, yeah. I mean, I, I, I've I, played a fair bit of Skyrim and some <laughs> a couple other video games. I didn't even make it through my own video game, so I, I guilty as charged. Were you hiding that knowledge when we were doing the cupcake? Uh, no, I made a brief mention of it, but I couldn't figure out how to connect the two. But Dig Dug yeah. is, is, I think, I would go with Dig Dug. Ooh, I want a big um, sort of angular cupcake with uh, multicolored lines based on Tempest. Put it out there. And call it a fish spatula. We call it a fish spatula. Um, yeah, and using jello frosting. Um, yeah, jello. No, yeah, I just saw a recipe for that. Jello frosting? Yeah, because it's brightly colored. You oh, know. like, so they all look like little gems. Um, I guess so. Something yeah. like that. Uh, so we do something on the show with um, with guests, and we coming at you in threes. We didn't do it last week uh, because we ran out of time with Jimmy. But I just want to play this. Uh, this is a, the theme song. Mm-hmm. Okay. Coming at you in threes. Gonna put you at ease. If you like it raw, well tough. So it's a little. Sp- what is softballs? Yes. Now I'll just ask you three very simple questions, and there, there are no wrong answers, and uh, we'll just um, go through them. So, uh, first one: What's the best name for a pet you've heard? And I know that you guys had a cat named Atticus, which I really liked. Um, we had another cat named Billy Goat. Mm-hmm. 
I would have to say maybe for a golden retriever or a medium-sized dog, Keith. I, ha- I had a chocolate lab named Keith. Uh, I think that would be very funny because mm-hmm. you would go, down, Keith, down. Yes. We do have an appreciation for, yes, really regular people names applied to pets uh, we, we, with our friend Brian Chenoweth, who lives here in L.A. So, yes, like a cat named Barbara. Always yeah, yeah. Like, Barbara, off the piano. Barbara. I had a, a, I found this dog and I named him Keith and because he was, he was sort of lumbering and slow, like the, the character Keith from the office, uh, from the, the English office. Yeah. And so that's, that's, and also, I also think it's very funny to have human names for. There's a dog in our neighborhood. I was telling you about this yesterday, Tabitha. Yes. A nice brown and white doggy named Scott. Love it. Hmm. Yep. Work. Our good friends uh, in Asheville, their dog's name is Gary. Um, and they knew that they wanted to have a dog named Gary, so they basically went out looking for a Gary-like a Gary. dog. And then they were like, again, that classic thing when you're at the shelter or whatever, and all of a sudden you can be like, everyone's arr, 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 trying to get your attention, and there's the one dog that's like, don't, don't mind me, no one ever just, wants me. Just Gary like, hanging on the corner. Gary. Um, but I would say, <laughs> not quite the, what they're asking for, but I enjoyed uh, what I lived in uh, Chicago one summer. A guy across the way had a cat that he refused to name. So they did not give the cat a name because he always had that on him. So if he was like, hey, come here, blah, blah, and the cat wouldn't do what he wanted, it's like, that's fine because I have a name and you don't. Um, <laughs> so he always had that leverage over it's the cat. great card to play. Uh, and I think the cat felt it. I like Aww. to tease them with it that they don't have opposable thumbs. That, that, here, pick this up. All oh, right, you can't. That's right, mm-hmm. cat, because you don't have a thumb. I know a woman who named her cat Get Away From Me. Huh. Yeah. I thought seems I like she didn't really funny. want the cat. That, that seems like a with. self-fulfilling prophecy. Yeah. Yes. You guys once had a pet, uh, the doggy that you named Notorious B.I.G.? No, D.O.G. Oh, that's right. That's yes, the we'll, we'll offer that one. We did have a dog named the Notorious right. D.O.G. And we just called it Doji. Uh, oh, that's, yeah. Because Notorious D.O.G. Is a, doesn't quite... <laughs> it's, a, it's a mouthful. Yeah. When you have to uh, yell at to come back to, from running down the street, which you did often um, in the middle of Little Armenia, you also think about what you're yelling. Uh, but yes, Doji, and people seem to appreciate that whenever we would uh, kind of sign, you know, sign in at the pet clinic, whatever. Like, oh, that's good. I'm like, yeah, thanks. Our uh, <laughs> our first uh, dog that we got when my brother was first born, uh, he would point at it and try to say dog, but said Gogger instead. So that became his oh, that's name. That's great, Gogger. Okay. The baby, the baby named the dog. Uh, I had a basset hound growing up, Linus Claude McTavish. What's his? Well, that was his full name. Uh, I had another friend, a uh, guy got a, a husky from Alaska. Don't know why it was called Red Dog Shanty. Kick him in the ass. <laughs> I like those long names. I once uh, saw this guy on TV was uh, introducing his dogs, and he said, "This is Mister Cuddlesworth, and this is Mister Snugglesworth." And the other person said, "Oh, that's cute. Do you call them cuddles and snuggles?" He said, "No, no, no." It's Mr. Cuddlesworth <laughs> and Mr. Snugglesworth. Don't confuse them. Yeah, yeah. They, they have the full name. I had a dog named Dog Junior, and so we just called him DJ. Nice. Um, okay, what's the be- what's the barbecue like in Western Carolina? Not vinegar based, and that's Eastern Carolina. Yeah. Or, yes. Um, is it mustard? Mustard. Is all like Eastern Carolina. Um, uh, it's 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 really very good. Um, you get really good barbecue there. But yes, it's 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 more kind of uh, real tangy sauce based and not mustard vinegary based. That is Eastern gotcha. Carolina. Gotcha. 
So, because you're closer to Tennessee, and uh, that is true. So, yes, uh, uh, Asheville is home to Twelve Bones Restaurant, which mm-hmm. is one of the better barbecue. Um, so good that Obama has come back twice. Really? Yes. Wow. Um, do you know that the Obamas are rumored to um, settle in Nashville upon retirement? Oh, wow. Uh, they have been to Asheville three times during his presidency. I want to go to Asheville. And one time when they were coming to Asheville, they took their jet, I guess. or the Air Force One. Thank sure. you, Air Force One. And we were flying in, and since they were landing and the president and all that kind of stuff, we had to keep circling around uh, the Asheville airport until they... And then you parked like way far out because it's a, one of the smaller parts like Long Beach where you have to kind of walk in on the tarmac. Uh-huh. Um, so you basically have to like walk, 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 walk. And then you're like, why? What's the deal? All of a sudden you walk, walk by Air Force One. And you're like, oh, that's why. That's okay. Oh, you got to see Air Force One. Yes, that's really did. cool. Yeah. Uh, and is it pork-based barbecue? Yeah, president, whatever. Uh, tell me more about the meat. Uh, it's not specific. I don't think no. it's... Uh, so like you know, um, so pulled, pulled pork, yes, is uh-huh. mainly how you will uh, interact with it. But you certainly can get barbecued uh, beef and chicken as well. Right, right. Because, uh, you know, in, in like Texas, in Austin, it's all brisket-based. Well, mm-hmm. not all, but they still have other stuff. Uh, right. No, I think mm-hmm. it's probably more pork than, than beef. Mm. Um, okay. And it's delicious. Smoky. Uh, oh, so smoky. Jenny Marie knew a chicken named Exploding Toaster. That's <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah. Um, but she would also pick a $10 bill out of a poopy toilet. So what does she know? I <laughs> uh, love you, Jenny Marie. Or you could train your chicken to do it for you. Oh, yeah. Exploding Toaster. <laughs> oh, like the chicken in Chinatown in New York City who would play tic-tac-toe. And always win. And always win. Always. Until or at what? least a draw. The ASPCA got a hold of that and stopped it. Well, and then it just like sat that. in the. And then, so they didn't, they didn't like free it or anything. They just disengaged the game. So you used to be able to come there and kind of play with it and be like, eh, and then you just came there and you just like stared Stare at the glass, like, way to go, regulations. <laughs> we saved this chicken yeah. from playing, from like <laughs> mentally taxing itself yes. with see, strategy. Now how are we supposed to come up with a, with a, a tax system that is fair to everybody when we can't even keep a chicken appropriately occupied? Uh, fair enough. And uh, you just guys- one chicken. Somebody play a game with it, or you know, ask it its opinion, or eat it. It need engagement. Uh, so, uh, you guys, how long have you been in Asheville again? This is not one of the softballs. Just about ten years now. About ten years. So the the softballs. What do you uh, miss most about LA? The people. No. The people and the weather. Because oh well, the, the people weather. we know. Not necessarily the people, the people in pe- Asheville are terrible. They're shitty, shitty people. And um, that's that's a known fact. Where uh, is that? In Asheville, North Carolina. Oh. And that's Tom and Tabitha saying that. That's yeah, from them. That's exactly what we're saying. Uh, no, it is true. <laughs> uh, you know, there are lots and lots of people here. That part is overwhelming. But no, the people that we met and the friends that we uh, kind of knew prior who then moved here, which kind of drew us out here, and then the friends that we made while we were here. Um, so that's the big thing. And then, yes, uh, Southern California is also pretty darn lovely sometimes. But yeah, you guys get snow in the winter. and, and We do. Uh, not nearly as bad as up north. You know, we are definitely in the south, and we're also in a bowl in the mountains, so that kind of shades you a little bit. But uh, no, I've, we've definitely had, you know, 17 inches of snow over, you know, kind of 36 hours kind of thing. And uh, things shut down very easily there. That's the tricky thing is with so many people living in mountains, even the lightest dusting shuts everything down. Uh huh. What? Um, she whispered something. What did uh, you whisper? What did you whisper? Uh, that, yeah, talk about that a little bit, uh, just in terms of how, how, e- how quickly they cancel school there. 
you know, it's like a little girl names her kitten Snowflake and they'll shift <laughs> for a week. You know, like, yeah. It's I'll, like just saying bomb in a yeah, airplane. Like, you know, so I, I grew up in New England where we'd have to have like a polar bear sighting in the parking lot to miss school and still you get a half day. But, you know, there someone drops a powdered donut in the parking lot and they're helivacking kids to safety. Right. Um, and uh, what was it? Oh, what about the summer? It's really oppressive. Summers right? are great. No, not in, in Nashville. So again, we're in the mountains. So it is definitely eight to 10 degrees cooler there than it is in the eastern part of the state. So yes, um, I know Charleston in South Carolina, but uh, her brother lives in. So we go there and that is like hot, humid, 90 degrees. Uh, um, Asheville usually uh, lurks in the kind of 84 to 87 degrees. Um, you'll get into the 90s for a little bit in July. It can get hot, but in general, it's really rather lovely. There's, there's a reason the Vanderbilts um, move there. And it's, you also know that it's really hot when you ask your husband not to touch you. <laughs> Right, right, right. You do know that, but that has nothing. You, that's a year-round thing, or no? That's just for the uh, summer. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, no, it's the, no. That the climate there is really one of the many reasons to to like it. It, it is usually just really nice. It sounds like the greatest place on earth. Why am I here in L.A.? It is super good. It is. I will f- applaud those who work for the kind of promotion committee of that city. You, any magazine you pick up and it's in some top 10 list of like <laughs> coolest cities, weirdest cities, funkiest cities. What's weird cities. about it? Um, the people. There's there's a lot of uh, good weird weirdos. Yes. Yeah. Lots of bunheads on the men and big beards. Oof. Lots of Ugh, bunheads. Yeah. That, I would not be down with is, that. Um, is, it a, is North Carolina a pot state? Uh, uh, what do you mean, legal or <laughs> appreciation? <laughs> I mean, we're a pot country if, yes. um, by, by uh, that No, it is, it is not legal there. There is uh, rumors that it's moving towards legalizing medical, although we'll see. You're in tobacco country. I mean, hard and fast tobacco country. So that's why people are like, why, why would we do anything that could possibly damage the tobacco industry? Um, so no, it is not legal, but uh, it is certainly appreciated and, uh, and uh, provides uh, quality. Um, I'm told um, from that area, particularly Western Carolina. Right. Um, some listener said that Bill is his favorite host. After telling me the video game I worked on for four years sucked, but that's cool. <laughs> <laughs> that was no. Well, you didn't design the video game, so that's fine. I've been ill, no, but I did learn I um, did not to say anything if you don't have anything nice to say. I don't do it, but I learned it. <laughs> I was about to say, what the hell? <laughs> um, no, no, thank you. No, that's very kind of you. That's very kind of you to say. Tyson said, is anyone looking forward to Love and Mercy? Do you know what Love and Mercy is? I believe it is about Brian Wilson of the Beach Boys. Oh, is that John Cusack playing John Brian Wilson? Uh, let's click on the Wikipedia, what they say. Uh-huh. And we will find out. Uh, you know, I, yeah, I, Paul I, Dano and John Cusack depict the young and the old Brian Wilson, respectively. Oh, who's directing that one? Uh, sounds like a uh, uh, who did? It sounds like a Cameron Crowe project. Because production. because he's obsessed with the Beach Boys oh. and it's and it's music based. Hmm. Yeah, uh, I, I do. Know. I got to see uh, Brian Wilson when he kind of reemerged and sang at the Hollywood Bowl. They kind uh, of I missed that. that. I remember when with that the, happened. With the smile, uh, he did the smile album. I, I guess so. Uh, but this was really maybe like his second or third time kind of performing out and kind of singing, and it was beautiful. You know, anytime music is put to orchestration, it, it is gorgeous. But you did also get a couple songs in. You're like. Oh right, he hasn't sung in a long time, right. <laughs> and his brain was altered. Right, um, um, so it, I, I just feel like they're like 
but more orchestra, more orchestra, <laughs> louder, louder backing track. Yeah. <laughs> Whispering to the engineer, hey, let's turn down those vocals just a bit. Um, but yeah. yeah, when he did perform, it was a, with full harmony, so he had a whole team of people. Right. So it was beautiful. And yes, when you see someone re-enter performing, having had that taken away from them for a long time, it's a very beautiful thing to be uh, in the company of. Um, we had a similar thing happen. Uh, they do a big electronica fest in Asheville called Moogfest. <laughs> um, and then also... Uh, so anyways uh, oh it's Moogfest so yes. it's like yeah okay um, and uh, they will feature people along the way kind of new and previous so uh, Niall Rogers the music producer who's produced just about anything you've liked in the last 20 years um, he performed with a Sheik uh, for the first time in like oh, 10 nice. years after battling cancer and everything it was it was very amazing to see someone stand there and just be like I never thought I was going to get to do this again um, it was great it was a really really great show yeah um, I do want to see that movie, uh, uh, The Wrecking Crew, which is it's good. A, oh, you saw it? Okay, I saw it. Uh, it screened downtown like eight years ago. Oh, really? It's that mm-hmm. old? Oh. It's that old. But he the problem, the holdup is that he couldn't afford the rights oh, to they, all the songs right. that are featured in the in the. Do you want to explain what the movie? is? Yeah, sure. It's it's basically the LA's version of Standing in the Shadows of Motown. Um, it's a documentary on the studio musicians called who called themselves the Wrecking Crew who played. Uh, on on hundreds and hundreds of hit records from the I think as far back as the sixties, but definitely seventies and eighties. They did all the Beach Boys stuff. They did um, Nancy Sinatra and I, Frank Sinatra. Yeah, just hundreds of hit records. And I, if I remember correctly, at the end, it, this might be at the end of Standing in the Shadows of Motown, which is about the Motown house band um, called the Funk Brothers. But I think it's maybe they both did it. They scroll the all the songs that they played on, oh, and the scroll crazy. goes on for. Ever. It's yeah. like 10 minutes of just like Sonny and Cher and Dr. John. And it's just like, oh my God. Oh no, Dr. John played on Sonny and Cher. Never mind. But the scroll goes on forever. But Hal Blaine, who, great. who's the drummer of, for yeah. the Wrecking Crew, and he was kind of the guy who coined the term and, and is the, um, would book a lot of these sessions. He played drums on all the Beach Boys albums. Like, and the bass player, uh, Carol, I forget her last name, but she's, uh, she's one of the few women. Um, Carol Kay. Carol Kay, yeah. She's one of the few women in, in that uh, it, era of music who who performed regularly. She was a fantastic bass player. She did the uh, on um, Good Vibrations. Oh, yeah. And if I remember right, she plays that. She's in her living room and she just starts grooving on that. Like, and oh, my he, God. She's so good. Um, Hal Blaine was like, he, they had these orange juice cartons and that's what they did for, he cut them around, you know, he cut the tops off and used that for the percussion for Good Vibrations. Mm-hmm. And it's like, it's crazy. And apparently, like Dennis, uh, Dennis uh, Wilson, the drummer, he's like, he was fine not to be on the. He's like, ah, you know, I'll just make more money performing. Yeah, they were already, they were already rich and checked out by then. Yeah, that's crazy. I can't wait to be rich and checked out. But it's well, uh, I'm halfway there. <laughs> <laughs> it's Tommy Tedesco's kid. Tommy Tedesco was the guitarist, and I believe he passed away during the original production of the film. Oh man! But it's it's rock solid. It's very fun. Uh, do you like the Beach Boys? I do. Uh, they they make me happy. I did not pay attention too much to their later work or what Brian Wilson was doing after he. You're not a Kokomo fan. Not so much, but the early ones. The John Stamos years. I like the sound of it. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and Good Vibrations is just one of the greatest songs. I was a really big fan of well the produced. monkeys. I like the yes, monkeys. Yes, they are a lot of fun. They played on all the monkeys records too. The Wrecking Crew. Oh. That's the monkeys crazy. Was in fact, Mickey, I believe Mickey Dolenz is interviewed pretty heavily in the film. Hmm. Um, so that's the show. Basically, I think we'll wrap things up right now. And um, I want to thank Tom and Tabitha for coming here and sharing 
your uh, stories and wisdom. And well done, well done. Lovely to be here. And uh, welcome to the Smotiverse. Yeah. Yes. And Tom, you have a podcast, is that correct? Uh, I do have a weekly show. Um, oh, does it? Does uh, it go on the internet then? Uh, it, it surely does. Um, but you wouldn't call it a podcast. Uh, I, 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 it's not so specifically that I'm actually part of a radio station. Oh, um, a terrestrial radio so, station. So it goes out on the airwaves as well. Uh, so right now it is just it is still just internet based. But within weeks we will they will complete their FM tower construction, and I will be an FM DJ. Wow! Um, wow! That's but, for real. That's crazy. So uh, but it's a sports. So you'll be trekking traffic and weather in the fives. All those things. Uh, not quite. But yeah, it's a it's a it's so a, you have to get a, a sports license. discussion show. Um, they oh, they have go. all that. So uh-huh. yes, that's part of it. It, it uh, always frustrates me how we're not allowed to talk sports on this show. Uh, yes, yeah, called Steve Sack Syndrome. Uh, Wednesdays seven to eight on uh, Asheville FM or Asheville Free Media, and. Uh, uh, with my friend Scott Bunn. And then, yeah, so yeah, we just kind of talk about uh, sports as entertainment um, in terms of, uh, you know, was that was that a good movie? Was that a bad movie? Same thing. Um, the Super Bowl is awesome. The Super Bowl is boring. And we don't necessarily get into a lot of like, I find that utility Stats. infielders. Um, uh, but yeah, uh, and then so basically it streams live uh, and then is available on our show page for the week. Um, until the next episode uh, pops up and then it gets kind of bumped for that episode. And then uh, back episodes can be found on the cloud. Is Asheville a big sports town? Uh, no, but Tom is a big sports guy. <laughs> nice. Uh, we are, and it's the, the so yeah, uh, Asheville FM, the, the radio station, they could not be nicer to us. And they're always like, we have no idea what you're saying. Um, <laughs> it's but probably you, for the best. But you clearly have ideas and your music breaks are at the right time and you do all your uh, you know sign-ons and sign-offs. So good for you. But uh, yeah, we might as well That's be awesome. speaking in a foreign language because um, everything else is what you would expect from kind of a... Um, you know, music-based political talk show that, and we're the one hour of sports that whole time. And oh, that's really funny. And what's the what? What is it again? Steve free- Sack Syndrome. On, okay, on Asheville Free Media. And are you? Do you tweet? Uh, we do have a Twitter. Yes, Steve Sack Syndrome has a, has a Twitter handle. What is it? At Steve Sack Syndrome. <laughs> that's crazy. <laughs> Who came up with that? I believe we ours is at Nooner Dan Marty for this Tuesday right. morning show. So I, I don't know who's who's doing your branding. Ooh, yeah, but they're your, doing it your all marketing all guy. Wrong. Yeah, he's missing some opportunities here. I, I think so. Um, and we have a Facebook page. All right, and uh, as well, and a show page on the Asheville for Media. And Tabitha, are you doing any performing or anything? I'm actually a part of the sketch comedy all girl um not fest what, what, what group group sure group but um what's it called it's called Lilas L Y L A S love you like a sis love you like a sis oh. and so we perform a couple times a year not not that often which I wish was more but um yeah that's my favorite way to improvise is you just go off of a script <laughs> So <laughs> that's what I like to do. Is to loosely learn a script. Yes. Wow. That, I like uh, that. And nobody does it better. Yes. Yeah. Uh, yes. The, the big eyed panic in the middle of a sketch that she clearly is like, <laughs> I have no idea what happens next. Watching Tabitha perform is very entertaining. It sure is. Well, thank you. Yes. Um, and uh, so if you guys are ever in Asheville, listeners, you should look up Tom and Tabitha's uh, show. They're, they're, Sketch comedy and improv Great. groups, and uh, uh, and then anybody around the world can listen to Steve Sack Syndrome on the web. Yeah, except um, for maybe in North Korea. <laughs> mm-hmm. Even then, 
Oh, we do talk Dennis Rodman sometimes. So, <laughs> all right, we're grandfather in. in. Yes. <laughs> all right. Well, thank you guys so much for joining us. And um, uh, if I may, if you yeah. guys are going to be in the Los Angeles, any of our listeners in the Los Angeles um, environs this Friday. I will be performing at Improv Olympic at 9 o'clock p.m. with the Spring Street 7, which is a splinter group of folks I met training at UCB. And it'll be my first improv show in maybe a year, maybe more. You should. So maybe don't come. <laughs> If uh, anybody in the L.A. area is not going to go to Bill's show on Friday night, I will be telling a story uh, at the all-girl review show at the Fanatic Salon, what started at 8 o'clock. All right. Fanatic's a great space. It's a really cute space. It's a fun spot. Yeah. And I'll be going out to dinner with friends if anyone wants to join me. I don't know where yet. TBA. Well, if I were ever invited, I would join you. Korean barbecue? Sure. Why not? That was racist. They have barbecue. Yeah, but you're just saying because Marty's Asian. No, because we went there Friday night to Korean barbecue. Oh, right. My invite must have gotten lost in the. In the toilet. In the, yeah. yeah. And you, you chose not you to chose fish it out. Right. Like, you can come if you fish it out. Uh, all right, guys. Thank you so much for listening. We are at Nooner Dan Marty. Fill our mail sack, Noonerpodcast at gmail.com. And we will see you next Tuesday. Bye. If that fuck. If that fuck. If that fuck. If that fuck, I'm the tip that fuck, I'm the tip that fuck. has been a production of Smodco Internet Radio.